and was only suitable for people aged 18 or over will almost certainly have an adult theme and might well contain sex or violence which are quite graphic. It may also contain explicit language, including sexual swear words. Thanks for listening. Uh, but here's what his revelation comes to him. He's kind of got all this stuff, like, uh, touching, wiping, mourning of the animals. Not wiping, whipping. whipping. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, not touch, also not touching. I am, I am dyslexic. I, I hope I'm not having like, a stroke. Do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! And an atheist almost always becomes supporters of eugenics and abortion. A swine is hungry for nuts. Jesus hates him too. Satan is real. Being a Satanist is an open declaration of revolt against counterproductive received wisdom and mindless rogue traditions. Decapitate her head off. We're done. Done. We're done. Obama! Welcome to the Godless Revolution. This is episode 146. Today is March 1st. March Mm -hmm. of the 1st. The very first day of March, where it's the first day. It's not the last. February 29th in leap years. Yeah. Who said fuck you February 29th? We're skipping you. You ever know anybody born on the February 20th of the 9th? I got a a friend that was born February 29th. He's like six years old. Huh? Six years old, goes to bars. (laughs) Uh, I'm Dan Ellis. I'm Ryan Duffy. I'm here too. That's Matt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna That's say Matt. And they, they they either know or don't care, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, what did you guys do over the weekend? You worked. Uh, I was Ryan. at work. Yeah. Anything fun happen at work? Um, I took a nap on Sunday. We got snow and rain. Um, pretty uneventful. And what about you, Matt? <laughs> uh, I did some things. Yeah. Worked on my car a little bit. Worked on the car a little bit. I attended the Atheists of Utah Gala, mm-hmm. the Great Minds Gala on Saturday. That was a lot of fun. Uh, saw and visited with a whole lot of awesome people. A few fans of the show. Which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Amber Crellin was there. She... She seemed to be a big fan of the shoe and said we're we're doing good things. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Amber. She and her husband, Chad, were fun to talk to. And uh, Shalice Blythe showed up. Mm-hmm. And she's always fucking adorable and fun to hang out with. So glad to glad I was able to see her yeah. and hang out for a bit. Uh, and then Sunday, that's about all I did was recover from that. Yeah. Dude, my, my tux, <laughs> everything was great except for the shoes. The shoes were like a little scuffed up from no, they, walking. No, they looked nice, but okay. they were about a half size, at least too small. Oh, and then you're walking around. It took all me, night. yeah, it took me a long time to get the shoes on, and I regretted ever having accomplished that goal. <laughs> I have bruises across the top of my feet where uh, they would crease. And oh, then geez. all around my the the heel yeah. of each foot, I have a bruise around each heel. No fun. My feet hurt so fucking bad. Well, I should have taken other shoes to change out of after mm. the gala when we were doing cleanup and everything. So I was I was oh, looking yeah. for a new pair of these guys. My five your, my five fingers. <laughs> your vibrams. Your my foot vibrams. gloves. And uh, they have a lot more designs out now. They actually have dress shoes. No. <sighs> yes, it looks like uh, the, the 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 pintailed. Uh, the white with the black on them, like the old-fashioned 1950s. Oh, you mean uh, the not, not the pin, pin tail? Uh, the pin pin something? No, 
What are they fucking called? The, uh, the one the one that, uh, what's his name, was trying to sell on MASH. Wingtips? Wingtips, yes. that's what it is. The oh. pin things. Yes. The pinwheels. The wingtip. The pingwings. I'm thinking of ducks. The penguins. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> wow. Why? I don't. Why I don't know why you wear those things because they're so fucking comfy. Are they? Oh yeah, really? Yeah, that's why I wear them. Uh, I don't. I can't imagine how are they comfortable. Like the sole on them is there is no sole. I'm, I'm, I'd rather be barefoot. It's a cunt hair thick, and yeah. then you got like I don't rubber like, between your toes. I don't like shoes. Yeah, and it's not accepted to walk around barefoot in society. <laughs> Mm-hmm. People frown up on that. Plus, they, they make signs telling me they won't yeah, give me service. Yeah. Uh, no Tarzans allowed. Plus, I've, like, I've, <laughs> like I've told people, like I've like the longest trip I did with these for backpacking was 17 miles. Uh-huh. No blisters, no sores, no nothing. My feet felt great. Huh? We're normally 10 miles in. I'm like, I got giant blisters on my heel. I'm yeah. rubbing, and my feet are hot, and they don't like this anymore, and they hurt. I have a ex Mormon friend on Facebook who is all about. The the shoeless lifestyle, like it's, shoeless running, walking, hiking. Like he writes a blog about it. It's it's I, I agree. Stephen I, Bloor. I don't know him, but I I'll say I agree with him. I believe he's in the UK. Okay. I don't I don't get it. I couldn't yeah. do it. But uh, on on, on another note, uh-huh. I took a I took a short pole, and I am the most shoved it right up my ass. <laughs> 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 not 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 that kind of pole. <laughs> But uh, apparently, I am the most loved person on this show. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you're you're basing this on a poll of of, um, of our one listener who sent it, in the last week. He's basing it on uh, on and people my, Ryan knows and my mom <laughs> and your mom and my sister. Uh, but here's the thing, I'm. <laughs> Dad I'm, says I'm the best kisser. I'm fairly sure. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. <go ahead>. Uh, <laughs> what were well, you saying? No, yeah. I mean, I was just <laughs> trying not to picture it. Um, uh, I'm I'm certainly not going to win any fucking friendly awards. No, so that's no, you, fine. No. But I mean, between you and Dan, maybe there would be something there. But I'm a bit of a polarizing figure, I think, and not a not a very charming one. I want to talk about that. I sometime maybe I was going to write something. Well. My sister but wants you to put Jamaican beads in your beard. Oh yeah, yeah. That'd be Jamaican su- beads. That'd yeah, be sweet. To look like you just got back from a vacation in Jamaica, like the white Jamaican beads in your beard. I don't know if I'm familiar with what Jamaican beads look like. I don't know, but she said to get them. Yeah. Somebody in the atheists of Utah, not well, in the Utah atheists Facebook group, suggested that I get some Viking beads. Yeah, and they. I guess I'm trying to remember the Either name way, of the you website. need some kind of beads. Yeah, yeah I have yeah. some. I have some that I used hey. for Halloween when I went to the making. It is Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. Yes. You can probably find plenty of beads. Isn't today Ash Wednesday? Yeah. Oh. Not Ash so, Carter. I notice none of you, neither of you have soot on your foreheads. No. Yeah. I dated a Catholic girl for a little while who did the whole Ash Wednesday. With the ashes on her forehead. I, I probably, if I were to mm. do it, I would have taken and covered my whole hand in ash and then put it right over front of my face and been mm. like, uh, I'm trying to think what movie that's from where they got the, the handprint on their face and they're really evil people. Wait, what were you going to say before <laughs> Ryan 
sidetracked you with the beads. <laughs> with the beads? Uh, oh, there's, I'm trying to remember the name of, there's a cool sounding Nordic or Norse website for Viking uh, shit. Like you can buy battle axes and all kinds of shit, but they sell Viking beads. That's what you were going to say before you brought up beads? I don't know. <laughs> What was I saying before that? I don't know. You started like you were, you had something you were going to say that you'd been thinking about for a while. Oh. Something about polling or something, maybe? No, about polarizing and- Oh, oh. There's, there's just, I'm tired of people in the atheist community tearing down other atheists. It just, it fucking drives me nuts when I see- well, I do it though, to what, be fair. N- no, but I, I'm talking about the people who- are criticize who, us who who are trying to build a name for themselves and rather than building some notoriety for themselves building a reputation for themselves by focusing on those who they disagree with the most they pick on high high uh. profile atheists who they happen to disagree with on the finer points Little of something pedantic issues or yeah. or they misread or misinterpret what that person has said, they'll hear, they'll hear something third hand, they'll read an article that poisons the well for what yeah. they're going to look at, what this other person has said, and they tear that person to shreds. And because that person is a high profile atheist, of course, then they, you know, then they get a lot of clicks on their blog post yeah. and they get a lot of, uh, a lot of hits on their YouTube videos. I'm fucking tired of that bullshit. Like, I'm going to make a YouTube account. I'm just going to attack Richard Dawkins and every video will be entitled yeah, I'm gonna attack, Richard Dawkins taken I'm gonna, down. I'm going to tear down Christopher Hitchens. Yeah. I'm going to tear down Sam Harris. Mm-hmm. Or Richard Dawkins or yeah. Dan Dennett or James Randi and you know, just fucking why? Why do you do that shit? Why the fuck are you doing that? When you probably agree with them on ninety nine percent of the things, yeah, there's one that's issue exactly you have my with point. them. You're you're tearing down somebody who you should be calling an ally and you can disagree with them. Yeah. And have and have very strong opinions about what you d- disagree with them on, but why do you have to go around shitting on them all the time? I don't fucking understand yeah. that. You're destroying the movement from within and it pisses me the fuck off. There seems to be way more cannibalism in atheism over theism and in uh, left-leaning policies, politics versus right. And I I would be the first to tell you that if an atheist friend of mine did something really fucking heinous, like stole money from a nonprofit organization – yeah. For example, oh, yeah, yeah. I would be the first to call them out for that because that shit is yeah. illegal and it destroys and it also destroys atheism yeah. from within. But to to harp on somebody because you disagree with an opinion they have and to say that they're uninformed and stupid and not intelligent and just it drives me up the fucking wall, man. I don't know why they're doing it other than Trying to get more to get clicks a... for their blog, to get more hits on their YouTube mm-hmm. videos and because they they want to be the person who calls out the you know somebody who has more notoriety or popularity in the movement and then they'll steal all of their fans and they'll get a whole bunch more followers and they'll be so much more cool and they'll get all of these twitter people following them and it's awesome and great fuck you I, i'll pull my mom and sister on that one to see what they think of these people as well i mean they're very well informed people yeah they obviously they like me so they have to be well informed they tell you to stop cursing? My mom does. <laughs> she doesn't like it when I say fuck or cunt. You told her to not listen last week when you were going to say whatever you said. I can't I, remember. I said I, I drove the new car 110 miles an hour oh, to, right. see, to see how quick it could do it. Right. 
Well, maybe maybe mom really could tell like Ryan to downshift the tangent train once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I do. That's, that's all I've got. <laughs> it's the part I've chosen and settled into on the show, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you guys don't say wacky shit, so I have to. <laughs> I sacrifice myself. I just, I start <laughs> yeah, going. You're really falling on some grenades there for us, buddy. <laughs> I get stuck in mind loops where I just go, wee, 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 wee. <laughs> and I also try to come in there and calm you guys the fuck down sometimes when we're talking to Tim. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was pretty fired Hey, we up. handled ourselves pretty well in that one. I, I think we did, did a really fucking good job about not jumping on him for all of the inane True. bullshit he was saying. Yeah, like we let it let's go not on. Talk, we did. Let's not yeah. talk shit about him again. A very long time. <laughs> well, I just saw a match head getting really close to a stick of dynamite. I was like, okay, let's back that <laughs> off. Let's let's move away. Let's move back. Take a second. What's a mat head? And what's match. a dynamite? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was, I was, I was going to try to make a reference really quick about, about Dan being a redhead and he was a match. Oh, okay. It's red mm. and it's fiery. Mm. But then I couldn't think of it quick enough, so I just went with the match. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we were very patient with him for oh, a yeah. long time. Yeah, we, we did. And I, I think it would, it'd be awesome if we can actually get someone on the show that we can have a real debate with and lay down an actual topic to debate. And yes, I think that'd be kind of that'd be pretty cool. Please stand by. The Godless Revolution will continue in a moment. Here follows a public service announcement for the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast. (laughs) Greetings, Americans. Over here in London, we are well aware that not all of you are loud, xenophobic, racist, sexist, religious nuts. But many of your politicians who display these frightful traits seem to be quite popular. Particularly a certain wall-obsessed, small-handed, best word-using, daughter-perving, war-inciting, candy-floss-headed clown. To those of you who choose to follow such balderdash, we strongly recommend not to listen to the two sceptical chaps. It probably won't be your cup of tea. Otherwise, give us a listen. Each episode, we cover any news or current affairs from across the globe. Things that annoy or delight us. That's two, as in the number two. And sceptical with a K. The wrong way to spell it. Cheerio! Looking back, I had probably let go of believing in any kind of supernatural God years earlier. What the bike crash did or what that life-rattling event did was it caused me to go like, look, not look, not what do you think about God? What do you think about yourself? Like, are you really willing to live out the rest of your life without full integrity, without being fully authentic? And the answer was no. Like, I need to be a real person. And so I need to be honest with the, the people in my life. Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. Speaking of debates, I mentioned it to you guys when you got mm-hmm. here tonight. I was watching the uh, David Silverman's latest debate with what's what's that guy's name? Alex McFarland. Alex McFarland. I hate that guy. Oh my god, he's so fucking annoying, and he can't answer a goddamn question, and he seems just dumb. He seems like the type of Christian. Are you okay over there, Ryan? All of Matt's Budweisers are <laughs> falling over in the fridge. Hey. <laughs> He seems like the type of Christian who has not listened to, like, honestly listened to any critique of his own religious views. But he has. That's the thing. It tra- he has. But how the, – the whole debate was 
David would ask a question and the guy would say, yes, but this thinker who wrote this book 500 years ago said this at one time, and it has absolutely nothing to do whatsoever with the question you just asked me, and I'm going to continue on a train to nowhere land that has nothing so, to do with anything at all. Yeah. I'll concede the point that you've already won the debate or the topic at hand, but that doesn't mean that Christianity is false. It was like he was just having a conversation with himself. Well, David would ask him a question. He asked him the same question I counted at least four fucking times, and the guy still didn't answer it and just kept deflecting. And honestly, it was like you could you could pause it and just cut out all of David's audio and mm. only listen to this guy, and it would just be a conversation that he's having with himself. Like he doesn't address anything well, David was saying. It's the presidential debate tactic. Oh, my God. It was so frustrating. It, it was like arguing with a dumb 12-year-old. <laughs> well, and that's that's really, I, I would say, probably the fault of the moderator in that one. Not making sure the guy is staying on task and reiterating the question to him. Like, no, you're not answering the question. No, this is the I, question. I prefer when the moderator Just stays out of it more than, I mean, but as long as they're you, not at each other's throats or, or yeah. one isn't, you know, hogging Abusing all the time, time yeah. that kind of stuff. I, I I would prefer that the moderator stay out of it. And that's that was one of the things that I liked about this debate was that they both gave their opening statement and then it was just a question and answer period okay. back and forth with each other. Okay. Like the moderator didn't just say much of no anything. No two-minute time or No, yeah, he minute. just kind of sat out of it like he said, okay, and now we'll start this period. That's a, It's a back-and-forth questioning period where you guys can just kind of have a discussion and question each other back and forth and – let one of them hang themselves. Alex just would not answer a fucking question. Yeah, it sucks. To save his life, he couldn't have answered a question. And was making all of the most horrible arguments. Honestly, it was like basic. So he was trumping it, it, the debate. It was arguing theology with a high schooler who attends church regularly. Well, high, high school is pretty advanced level for – theological argument though i mean I, I i say that sort of jokingly but also pretty seriously though i mean like the majority of people in this country don't have even that much of a working knowledge of of the arguments um but if you're going to get on the stage and do it professionally which you should have alex a, mcfarland is a phd i believe he's a professor i think he is a professor i don't know if he's a phd mm. um but so certainly his his arguments should be much more sophisticated than but what's his PhD in? He could have a PhD in, in gymnastics. Yeah, it's probably truthology. I'm sure it is, but <laughs> in truthiness. <laughs> and from what college? Yeah, Wheaton. Yeah, it was just it was a, I have only listened to probably less than two thirds of it. And it was just so frustrating. I was listening to it in the shower before you guys got here. And just yelling in the shower, like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's not even the <laughs> point. That's you're not answering the question again. Yeah. Jesus so, Christ. So it does it sound like Dave had to waste his time with this guy, or did he have some some good points that came across in it? Oh, he absolutely had really good points that that you would think that he didn't even mention them for all of the acknowledgement that Alex gave to them. Okay, and and Dave would even say, "No, you didn't answer my question again, yeah. so I will ask it yet I, again. again." And he and then Alex would just go off on this other thing that totally unrelated, not even. Anywhere in the fucking ballpark to answering Dave's question at all. Fucking. Maybe, maybe he just views it as a podium to get his views. His it, He it, was preaching. He was doing yeah. a whole lot of preaching for sure. It was driving me nuts. 
The other thing that I want to mention is that I listened to a recent episode of Seth Andrews's The Thinking Atheist. Seth Andrews's Andrews's The Thinking Atheist podcast. Yeah, yes. Uh was released on February 21st according to the website. There's no the The Thinking Atheist website. I love Seth. I think Seth is awesome. What bothers me is there are no episode numbers, numbers. that I can say it's episode number whatever on his yeah. website. It's the one with Bart Campolo that's dated February 21st. Let's talk about what we don't like about Seth and maybe we'll get some more views or <laughs> listeners or page likes or something. Well, and that's kind of one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this because I think Seth is an amazing guy. Mm-hmm. Silky fucking smooth voice, first of all. Uh-oh. Damn sexy man. I smell a big butt coming. Very, very nice. <laughs> no, no, oh, okay. no big, no big butt at all. Um, he he has helped well, so many people. He he his videos on YouTube were one of the earliest things when I was when I was but a wee baby atheist. Yeah, they were they were pretty early on for me too. Yeah, that I started watching those, and now he's got a show. And this interview with Bart Campolo uh, about him. Leaving religion behind, mm-hmm. where his father Tony Campolo is, you know, a big time theist, apologist, religious guy. But the this episode with Bart Campolo, I'm I'm was listening to it on my way home from the office yesterday, and thought honestly thought about pulling over on the side of the road just so I could pay that much more attention to it because there are so many great one liner drops in that from Bart. That I initially made a little, I, I, in my car, I yelled, okay, Google, <laughs> set a reminder to pull a quote from episode whatever of the Thinking yeah. Atheist. I may actually include some of the drops in this episode, hmm. but just great one-liners about Bart leaving religion behind and still uh, communicating with his family, mm-hmm. still loving his family, his family being accepting, and the... One of the things that he said in it that I thought was golden was that he he realized after so many years of changing his own inner monologue and theology and his beliefs about God and what God is that he finally realized one day that he was just making up his God as he went along. And yeah. everybody does that. Anytime he, anytime he ran into a problem with his God as far as his own beliefs. He changed narrative. He just changed – yeah, he changed the narrative about – who God is and yeah. what God is. And he, and he told Seth, he's like, just before I left religion, I had the kindest, most wonderful, welcoming, warm, amazing God that you could ever imagine. And it was because I kept making him more wonderful all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was a great interview. You all should go and listen to it. I would recommend it to anybody. All any, if you have any religious family members who you want to, try to maintain a relationship with, I would encourage them to listen to this because his father is a big, you know, evangelical uh, preacher. Did you say his father's a bigot? (laughs) Apparently their, their views are shifting on that a little bit, Ah. but it's just, it was a fantastic interview. I encourage everybody to listen to it. Um, Yeah. Go and do that. Great episode, Seth. I need to send him a note and let him know as well, because Uh, we podcasters, Get get feedback from people. And yeah, it's awesome, but it's always, you know, really great when you when you get feedback from people letting you know that you did something that fundamentally changed their view of something or that you thought was so incredible that you have to tell a bunch of other people about it. So I need to do that for 
that episode because it really was great. Should we move on to other things? Yeah. Okay. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. Do miracles happen you know, after prayers? Yes, they do. They happen exactly as often as miracles would happen if nobody prayed at all. Like God answers prayers precisely as often as those prayers would be answered if there was no God. Hi, this is Justin Schieber, formerly of the Reasonable Doubts podcast and currently of Real A Theology, and you are listening to The Godless Revolution. Rejoining The Godless Revolution podcast now. So you have a thing about Trump. <laughs> oh, no, we should absolutely talk about that, because that was about the uh, last yeah. his address. Yeah. You want me to blow through that one real quick? Sure. So it's a 13-point 13, 13 uh, analysis. Yeah, is ah, a very bad number. Sure is. Did you come up with these 13? No, I did not. This is from the Washington Post. Well, way to go. Take it from, from fake media. <laughs> <laughs> but I've condensed them into the major points that Trump made and fact-checking those. Oh, if they would have fact-checked everything, it would have been about a 40-point bulletin. Yeah. I mean, this is this is the, the meat of what he was saying, though. Yeah, there's what pretty he's big been ones. Saying. This this will be in the order in which they appeared in his speech. Okay. He started by saying that, uh, quote, We've begun to drain the swamp of government corruption by imposing a five-year ban on lobbying and executive branch officials and a lifetime ban on becoming lobbyists for a foreign government. All sounds good, it's fine sure. and well. But that only applies to people that are now leaving government. It doesn't apply to the CEOs of OPEC and mm-hmm. Enron and – well, not Enron anymore – but like Wall Street executives and all those things, it's BP. It's mm-hmm. still allows billionaires to come in and lobby. Yeah, Trump did sign an order that he said would result in a lifetime ban on administrative administration officials lobbying for government for foreign governments. But his five year ban on lobbying is less than advertised. Trump has originally promised to extend the ban to congressional offices, but he did not. Moreover, the five-year ban applies only to lobbying one's former agency, not becoming a lobbyist. Trump ah. actually Trump actually weakened some of the language from similar bans under Presidents Obama and George W. Bush, and reduced the level of transparency. So God they can. So if if they're on like the EPA, they just can't lobby for companies like coal companies and and mines. But they can be like, okay, um, I didn't serve on that board, so I can lobby for taxes and Wall Street sure. shit. Yep, Any, anything that's not your it. former agency. Yeah. Yep. It's like the Clean Air Act. Yeah. Yeah. Where where they loosen restriction, where they loosen regulations, but how could you possibly vote against the Clean Air Act? Mm-hmm. Or the No Child Left Behind yeah. Act? Mm-hmm. Trump went on to say that we've defended the borders of our nations while leaving our borders wide open for anyone to cross and for drugs to pour in at now unprecedented rates. Which is... Bullshit. The data are mixed on the amount of drugs coming through the borders, but the amounts of marijuana and cocaine seized at the border continues to decline. Marijuana is down 2.6 million pounds since 2009, Hmm. and the amount of cocaine seized at the borders is down 5,747 pounds from 2014. But the amount of heroin and methamphetamine seized seized has increased in recent years. Uh, Should be noted not to – not – the increase is not anywhere near the significance of the downcre- the the decrease in marijuana and heroin. Hmm. Well, and the, I guess the other or issue cocaine, is, I mean. is is when you if you're doing it by weight, it's very different 
like the, yeah, right, right. the amount of heroin needed versus the amount of cocaine or marijuana. Right. Well, needed. yeah, 5,700 pounds of cocaine is huge. <laughs> yeah. Right. So compared to 2.6 million pounds of marijuana, doesn't sound like as nearly as much, which of course it isn't, but uh, that's a shit ton of cocaine. But weed is weed, man. Yeah, weed is and weed. That, but also, I think the reason why you see an uptick in heroin use is because of uh, opioid addictions from people no longer being able to get. Mm-hmm. No prescriptions from their doctors anymore because they're nope, you're cut off. And like, well, I'll just go to the next best thing. Heroin. Right. And the other the other actual statistic of note heroin. Yeah, I tried to make it happy. <laughs> it's just not happy. <laughs> uh was that illegal immigration flows across the southern border in uh fiscal twenty fifteen were at the lowest level since nineteen seventy two. Except for the year twenty eleven. There was actually a net loss on immigration, I thought. We had, we had more people leaving to go back to possibly now yeah. a negative yeah a negative yeah. immigration yeah. number, but still I mean all the points that he made in there are just blatantly false, false. yes. Yeah. Uh, then he went on to say that since my election, Ford, Fiat, Chrysler, General Motors, oh. Sprint, SoftBank, Lockheed, Intel, Walmart, and others, and many others, he said, have announced that they will invest billions of dollars in the United States and create tens of thousands of new American jobs. I think Which, he actually said Lockheed. 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 Yeah, I called bullshit on that one right off the bat. Oh, yeah. I screamed at the station like, you fucking asshole. They've been planning this for like three fucking years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's him taking credit for stuff that was, was already, in the, already in the works. Yeah. yeah. Ford's decision to abandon its plans uh, to open a factory in Mexico and instead expand its Michigan plant has more to do with the company's long-term goal uh, than this than uh, this administration. Ford Chief Executive Mark Field says, quote, the reason that we're not building the new plant in Mexico, the primary reason is just demand has gone down for small cars. Well, I like it when he has to add Chrysler Fiat in there because that's Fiat's not even an American. Interesting you should say that because Sergio Marchione, a Fiat Chrysler chief executive, said that his company's plan to invest $1 billion for a factory in Michigan had been in the works for more than a year and yeah. had nothing to do with Trump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're not an American company. Yeah, he credited he the the uh, chief executive of Fiat Chrysler credited uh, talks with the United Auto Workers rather than Trump for the reason why they did that. And Harley Davidson was there. They wanted me to ride <laughs> yeah. a motorcycle, yeah. but I declined. But I would look so cool, so cool, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the like, coolest. And the Japanese uh, company SoftBank announced its one hundred yeah. billion techn- uh, dollar technology investment fund three weeks before the U.S. elections, when Trump faced a narrow path to victory. Well, but anyway, it was even so. way before that because they took over parts of Verizon during an acquisition. I think is what it was. Mm, it, was it was one. Of, it was one of the big uh, telephone, like cellular companies that they ended up taking over, and that's why they're investing all the money in the U.S. for right now. Hmm. And that was like a year before when they when they did that. Uh, Trump said that we've saved taxpayers hundreds of millions of dollars by bringing down the price of the fantastic new F-35 jet fighter, and we'll be saving billions more dollars on contracts all across our government. Trump once again takes credit for the lowered cost of the F-35 program. The Pentagon had announced cost reductions of roughly $600 million before Trump began meeting with Lockheed Martin's chief executive. Sometimes Trump says he'll... He's saved six hundred million. Others, other times, it's seven hundred million. Uh, the Washington Post has previously awarded four Pinocchios to this claim. <laughs> he's well, used it before. He might be actually saving money for them. He's just going to fire the employees so that way there's fewer people to build them. Right. 
I talked to a guy at the gala who works at Hill Air Force Base mm-hmm. as a mechanic. He was working on the F-16s. So is, is he a mechanic or a crew chief? He said it, well, he just said he was yeah, a mechanic. Yeah. He said it was an aircraft mechanic yeah. who works on the F-16s and is going to be retiring in a month. And that for the past several months, he's done absolutely nothing, like no, nothing, no work because the squadrons of F-16s that they had at Hill Air Force Base, they transferred X number of them out uh, or stopped maintaining them yeah. in anticipation of the 35s coming yep. in. And they've only had. One or two squadrons of the 35s come in, not enough squad, in the, the number of squadrons of 35s isn't the same as the number of 16s that they lost. Yeah. And so they're all just sitting around with their mm. thumbs in their asses with nothing to do. Well, it's, it's like a four to one ratio for what they're, it's like for every four F-16s that are gone, you're getting one F-35. Yeah. So he's like, I just, I don't do anything, nothing. Yeah. And I'm like, nothing? Like you don't clean or whatever he's like no well i know i go to work sometimes i'm really late sometimes i leave really early <laughs> sometimes i take really long lunches honestly if i didn't show up for a week i don't think anybody would fucking notice, notice. Hmm. but i know that was that that's been in the works for a while because when i even when i was working at the hill first base there's a talks of that saying hey they're going to be no longer bringing in an f-16 to the depot anymore because they're basically being decommissioned because of the f-35 and the f-22 right yeah, the the 16s are going away, being replaced by the 35s, but apparently yeah. not fast enough to provide work for the yeah. people who were working on the F-16s. So. Yeah, the only F-16s you'll probably see in depots in the U.S. are ones coming from foreign countries that need work on them. Hmm. This next Which, one was probably one of the ones that bothered me the most. <clears throat> not just because of what it's about, but also the way he said it. We have cleared the way for the construction of the Keystone and Dakota Access Pipelines. Yeah. Oh, yay. Yeah. And to use American steel in those yeah. pipelines. We've cleared the way. Okay. Those were fucking human beings, dude. Yeah. yeah. We swept those Native Americans out of there. Thereby creating tens of thousands of jobs, he says. No. And Bullshit. I, and I've issued a new directive that the new American pipelines be made with American steel. Well, here's the skinny on that. Trump appears to be combining two disputed figures, 28,000 jobs for Keystone XL. And 12000 for the Dakota Access Pipeline. But the actual number of Keystone construction jobs is 3900 on the annualized basis. And those are construction jobs. Yep. In the context of the U.S. economy, which in January alone added 230,000 jobs, 3900 is a very small amount. Well, you know where they get the bigger, the bigger number from? Even smaller than Trump's hands can get around. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of these groups, given the bigger numbers, are saying, well, we're also including the people at the hotels and the person who works at yeah, the gas station. Yeah, they're stretching it every way they can. It's like, no, those people have jobs already. They're not getting – those aren't new jobs. And I think when they say when the like the Keystone and the, those pipelines are, are finished and the construction's done, those 3,900 people no longer have a job. Sure. And it's something like 12 full-time positions to – basically be inspecting and operating the pipeline. That's right, it. right. Oh, and by the way, it's not an American pipeline. Right. It's And as for the steel, uh, workers in, in an Arkansas plant, which is owned by an Indian company, have already built about half of the high-strength line, uh, high line pipe needed for the project, some 333,000 tons. Yeah. TransCanada said it had already purchased all of the steel pipe it needed with the rest coming from a Russia owned, a Russian owned plant in Canada, Italy and India. 
Experts say that the plant in Arkansas is the only one in the U.S. that could build the pipe, and it gets its steel from India. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing, too, is when you talk mm. about the... So none of it, none of it's going to be American. No. And that's the thing is... is it's is, all bullshit. Besides the uh, the Dakota Access Pipeline, the other one is a fucking Canadian pipeline. It's not an American pipeline. Yeah, right. It's for it's an it's a Canadian pipeline. Canada's paying for it. Canada's employing the people to build a pipeline through the fucking U.S. so mm-hmm. they can get oil down to the ports. Um, Trump says, as we speak, we are removing gang members, drug yeah. dealers, and criminals that threaten our communities and prey on our citizens. Bad ones are going out as I speak. And like as I, bad hombres. <laughs> yeah. I actually envision like Humvees rolling through like South Side Chicago. Like everyone, you're all fucking dead. Right. The president just gave the order. It's pretty goddamn close to that. Uh, Trump is referring to the recent arrests of undocumented immigrants convicted yeah. of crimes or the quote no, no. bad ones. Or not commit- convicted of crimes and just fucking arrested. Yeah. Well, but what he's not telling you is that these r- arrests are routine. Immigration and Customs Enforcement has always targeted dangerous criminals for enforcement priorities. The recent arrests, however, did include people who uh, would not have fallen under narrowed narrowed enforcement yeah. priorities under Obama. So there is that bit, but for the most part, they're they're pretty routine. Um, Trump also said that by finally enforcing our immigration laws, we will raise wages, raise which wages. is yeah, uh, help the unemployed, save billions and billions of dollars, and make our community safer for everyone. Which, you, which at that point, then I'm like, you're going fucking straight Hitler on that shit, saying yeah. the problem your community is fucking illegal immigrants or immigrants, period. Yeah, he's definitely exaggerating the impact of illegal immigration on crime, taxpayer money, and jobs. Mm-hmm. Extensive research shows non-citizens are not more prone to criminality than U.S.-born citizens. Yeah. The vast majority of unauthorized immigrants are not criminal aliens or aggra- or aggravated felons. In general, economists have found that immigration overall re, uh, results in the net is in Jesus Christ. <laughs> in general, economists have found that immigration overall results in a net positive to the U.S. economy. There are slight negative effects, uh, but they're felt most strongly by less educated and low skilled workers. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. Our, our economy relies on migrant workers mm-hmm. that will go and pick. Fruit, pick potatoes, pick, you know, do the shitty ass fucking farm work that someone wants, even a kid getting paid seven bucks an hour minimum wage is like, fuck that job. I ain't doing that for yeah, seven bucks sure. an yeah. hour. Right. But these people will gladly do it for $4 an hour. Yeah. And they're not going around killing people. No. They're too fucking no. tired at the end of the day working in those fields to do anything if, but sleep. If nothing else. Yeah. And they can't afford to even go anywhere. Uh, he said millions. Lifted from welfare to work is not too much to expect. Uh, welfare is a pretty broad term and can apply to people who are working but receiving some government yeah. assistance. So not all people eligible for welfare collect benefits. When they do, many of the benefits are contingent on the recipients working or actively searching for jobs. Trump is apparently unaware that participation has declined in means-tested programs such as temporary assistance for needy families and the Supplemental Nutrition uh, Assistance Program, formerly known as food stamps. Well, yeah, it's we're at an all-time record low for unemployment. That leads nicely into yep, the very I next part. that was the next one. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Where Trump said that 94 million Americans are out of the labor force. Yeah, he said more than one in five of prime working age, whatever the <clears> fuck <throat> that no. means. Well, let's, cut, let's break it down a little bit. Let me unpack that for you. Let's look at it from 30,000 <laughs> feet. I'm doing uh, the zipper. 
<laughs> opening the bag. So this is an absurd for Pinocchio claim. Yeah. Uh, maybe five. Yeah, but, I mean, that would mean the unemployment is more than 20 fucking percent. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> yeah, but it but it is sort of based on a real number. Uh, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, relying on a monthly survey known as the Current Population Survey, shows that as of January 2016, 94.4 million Americans 16 years and older were not in labor force. That's 16 and older. So how, people in high school. How is this number developed? Well, there's a there's a civilian uh, non-institutional population of 254.1 million people and 159.7 million are in the labor force. The difference yields 94.4 million. But okay. the unemployment rate is about 4.8% because just 7.6 million people actively are looking for a job and cannot find one. Mm -hmm. You have to be seeking a job to be counted in the labor force. So the picture that emerges from the study of the data shows that the that uh, the nearly 95 million consists mostly of people who are retired, yes. students, or stay-at-home parents, or disabled. Well, and the other thing is, too, when they say, we got a record number of people leaving the workforce, it's like, yeah, you know those baby boomers? So it's They're getting to retirement age. So it's extremely misleading. It is. Because what we're talking about is, you know, 88 million of these people are retired students, stay-at-home yeah. parents, or disabled. Yeah, and, and it's only 7.6 that are actively searching and can't find a job. Yeah, and they spin it as, well, that's just because so many people have fucking given up. They couldn't find a yeah. job, so they just gave up. Yeah, no, no, just, no. Oh, okay, and so all of their problems that, that they needed to have a job for are fucking go away too? Right. They just magic they yeah. magically disappear? By their... That doesn't make any fucking sense, man. You can't say that they just give up looking for a job. Oh, were, were they looking for a job as a fucking hobby? Yeah. They had nothing better to do, and right. so they just gave up when they couldn't find one? Well, they don't need any money to pay fucking bills or anything? We, That's nonsense. We all know you can live a great life on a $400 uh, unemployment check a month. The way they spin that just fucking it's... makes me crazy because it doesn't make any sense. And no. anybody who thinks about it for a second would see that. But a lot of people don't because, oh, my team said that, yeah, they they just give up on looking for jobs. And so that makes perfect sense it, to me. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. But then they also got to look at the numbers. Not just the, all, like, all the numbers. But, but ultimately, you know, it's almost exclusively the right that's complaining about welfare and stuff. And they're the ones that are most closely tied to, so, you know, the Bible and Jesus yeah. and stuff. Feed the poor! Do it! <laughs> it's You're supposed to do it! And the, the thing is, is I, I would take that... I don't know why they object to it. I, I think 16 and 17-year-olds shouldn't even be included in that. Yes, 16 yeah, sure, is, sure. is the legal age to work in most... Industry. Yeah, most of that's going to be part-time, if at all. Well, if you're still in school, well, yeah. it has to be part-time because yeah, of child right, labor right. laws. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it shouldn't be until, like, 18 and over because, okay, you graduate high school at 18. If you go to college, you're probably not going to be working a full-time job. But if you well, don't depends. go to college. I mean, if you're in the South, come on, they, they trend, <laughs> yeah. they trend. the age trends higher. Yeah, you're, you're out of school by 13 <laughs> and not because you graduated. <laughs> or you're just in school until you're 24. Yeah. And then you give up and oh, get yeah. your GED. <laughs> uh, his next thing was uh, that America has spent approximately $6 trillion in the Middle East. All this while our infrastructure at home is crumbling. With this $6 trillion, we could have rebuilt our country twice, he said. Maybe three times if we had a good negotiator. <laughs> yeah. Which he is not. He's already showed he's not. <sighs> um, 
So well, I, I want to throw him a bone here. I actually think it's good that he's. <laughs> God damn Matt it! Doesn't throw coming many from, bones just coming from you. That sounded funny. God damn it! God damn it all! Matt throwing uh, his boners around. Yep. Um, because I think focusing on infrastructure is probably a pretty good idea right now. Yeah, yeah. we are um, definitely in need. Yeah, yeah. And there was a lot of times the Democrats in the last eight years says, "Hey, we need these bills to focus." And they were like, "I think all they were asking for on one of them was five hundred million to put towards infrastructure." Yeah. Like, nope. Yeah. Obama wanted. I no. mean, yeah. for the last six fucking years, Obama wanted to do a shit ton for for yeah. infrastructure, Highways and, and the Republicans obstructed all of it, saying, "Well, there are no shovel ready projects, so we're not going to give you any money." Yeah. No, we're not going to do that. Spend well, on infrastructure. That's just you tax and spend liberals. Grr, 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 grr. Which, yep. which, was, yep. which was fucking insane exactly because was. Obama was asking, they they went down to $500 million for a, for just to get started on trying to fix up some infrastructure. Then as soon as, uh, Trump comes in, like, oh yeah, if he could, that, that two, uh, two trillion dollar plan for infrastructure. Yeah. We're all on board for that. Like, why weren't you on board for the 500? billion dollar one from mm-hmm. fucking obama you kept mm-hmm. throwing that to the wayside and say mm-hmm. nope we're not going to fund that but because uh, he's a black he's a black guy and a and, democrat and it's, yeah that's double strikes yeah yep pretty much that was it yep well you guys covered that so i'll so i don't i don't need to do that <laughs> but yes that's exactly yeah. right um and so about the six trillion dollar figure um trump often incorrectly claims this uh that the united states spent that on the wars in the middle east but uh the wars in iraq uh, and including Afghanistan, which is South Asia, the distinctions made here, uh, together cost one point six trillion from two thousand one to twenty fourteen. Now I gotta I gotta ask one question on that number because I do think it might be higher. Okay. Because I wonder if that's that's the military number and not including contract, uh, like for KBR Probably. and Halliburton who's, and all those. Who's paying those contracts? It's it's government money, but it's not it's not coming from the military. It's like, it's hmm. you know I don't the, know. The government would, has different pockets of money. Movie. Yeah. Because yeah. those guys were, I mean, just like Blackwater guys, uh. they're making 10000 a month. Yeah. I mean, I knew guys, I knew firefighters that were making, you know, 150000 a year mm-hmm. tax-free over there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's just one person. Yeah. I mean, there's, maybe it does, but- Some of those bases, there's more contractors on it from Halliburton sure. and those companies, and there were actual military personnel. Oh, yeah, because they want to fucking privatize everything. Exactly. Yeah. And that privatizing, it costs fucking 10 times as much. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but it makes their friends rich. It does make their friends rich. That's, that's where I was wondering if, if that money, if because the way the way the, they fucking do some of these numbers and the money sometimes yeah, is sure, fucking sure. tricky. <laughs> sure. Because it's like we can be told at the fire department, oh, your budget this year is- We talked is, about those sneaky bastards yeah. before the show. Oh, yeah. fuck. They're like- <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was brave. <laughs> hey, I didn't say who. I just said those <laughs> sneaky bastards. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They, they, they'll, they'll tell us like, oh, your budget's like you know two million this year for the fire department. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, can we get some new fire trucks? Well, no, because that comes from different money. So you can't you can't fix it. Oh, can we fix it's our, a different pot of money? It's a different yeah. pot of money. Oh, can we fix our building if that's in our budget? No, well, it's a different pot of money as well. Mm-hmm. It's like so you're giving us money, but we can't fix the shit. We need it's to like fucking how many fix. pots do you have? I have that. Yeah, we do that same shit where I work. Yeah. like we can't hire anybody, but we can bring in some consultants. Yeah, and well, what the you're so then you're basically hiring people. They're just not federal employees. No, yeah, no, we're not hiring anybody. We're paying a company. Yeah. to bring in some paid contractors to do con- some con- some yeah. consulting work for us. And that, it's that, a different pot of money. And that's just why I wondered with that number, because that war went for a long time, two countries and all the other assets put into it. 
If they're only, if they're only including like, oh, that's the number of paid towards military assets, not towards including contracts and everything else in there. Well, I don't know exactly, but this, according to this, the major distinction is that the six trillion dollar figure um, adds in estimates of future spending, such as interest on the debt and veterans' uh, care for the three decades or whatever that we aren't paying for, uh, or we aren't providing. Yeah, but Trump said that this is money. Uh, this this money could have rebuilt the United States, keeping in mind that it is not yet spent. So, you know, it's yeah, but the you 1. know what? Six trillion that's rebuild already... the United States as if we live in a fucking wasteland. Yeah. I, that's well, it's a good game. <laughs> <laughs> what were Wait. you gonna say? You said you know what? Um, oh yeah, if we <laughs> wouldn't have spent that six trillion dollars over in Afghanistan, Iraq. We would have had a bunch of jihadists sitting here in America right now. Got to fight them over there before they oh, come yeah. over yeah. here. Yeah. yeah, we would have all been practicing uh, Shira Law. <laughs> Shakira Law. Shakira, Shakira Law. Law. <laughs> I like that better than Shira. <laughs> uh, the murder rate in 2015 experienced its largest single-year increase in nearly half a century in Chicago. More than 4,000 people were shot last year alone. And the murder rate so far this year has been even higher. This is not acceptable in our society, he says. Uh, in 2015, there was the biggest percentage jump in a single year since 1970-71. In 2016, there was an uptick in the homicide rate in the 30 largest cities. One outlier, Chicago, Went was down. responsible for 43.7% of the total increase in homicide rates in 2016. But overall, violent crime is on a decades long decline. Yeah, and mm. it was it was a spike in there was an increase but it's still at historically low levels. Mm -hmm. Crime trend uh crime trends can randomly fluctuate year to year. Many factors affect such rates including the weather. Yeah. Uh so criminologists consider the data over longer periods of time, at least 10 to 15 years. It's funny that they to make conclusions about trends. Yeah, it's funny that they mention weather there because it's it's like the Republicans saying that climate change isn't a thing. They look at the weather, not the climate. Yeah. They're looking at, "Oh, it's cold where I am, so clearly, you know, global warming is a hoax." Yeah, but every everything's under a microscope. If this yeah. earth keeps heating up, there's going to be a lot more crime because I think it's it's hotter days. Like when it's hotter out, there's usually more. I wonder if people are just edgier. Well, like, it, like I fuck, mean, it's hot. I'm just going to shoot this guy. I I doesn't. I get stabby when I'm hot. Yeah. Doesn't ambient temperature raise testosterone levels in both men and women? Uh, in increasing aggression. I don't know. I don't know about that, but that could be a because it I, makes I sense to me because I get fucking mad when I'm because hot. it's 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 like with the things in Chicago when it's a hot day in Chicago. I've heard crimes like the violent crimes go up when it's yeah. hotter days. Violent crimes go down in the winter. Hmm. Um, it's because they use the wrong lube in their guns. Yeah. No, there's a summer lube and a winter lube. That's double entendre. <laughs> if you don't, if you don't have the right lube in your gun, it'll just fucking jam up. Then you have nocturnal emissions. True. Can you use jam as lube? <laughs> what if you could use jam as lube? That would be, be awesome. A tasty bullet. Mm. <laughs> That's horrible. Um, and Trump said, I can tell you the money is pouring in. Very nice. Uh, Trump ad-libbed this line after mentioning that he was pressing NATO allies in very frank and strong discussions to meet their financial obligations to the alliance. But the comment is a bit nonsensical. A NATO guideline established in 2006 says that defense expenditures should amount to 2% of each country's gross domestic product. 
In 2016, only four countries besides the United States met the standard, but NATO documents also show that the defense spending has increased about 3% from 2015 to 2016. In any case, the money would not be going to the United States or even necessarily yeah. to NATO. This is money the countries would spend to bolster their own military. So Yeah. That's what I didn't get that when he said money's pouring in. I'm like, from where? Yeah, he's just fucking lying. That's just a lie. Countries don't pay us. It's raining gold ever since I was voted in or chosen by God to be the yeah. the king of the – I mean president of the country. Yeah, exactly. I mean it's as if he thinks that our 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 military is like a uh, a mafia. Like you better pay for a, pay for protection. Mm-hmm. You want paying your dues. Nice country you got there. Shame if somebody would have come in and wreck it. Shame if a nuke. (laughs) Was that your Trump voice or was that your mafia voice? (laughs) Yeah, same. (laughs) Same. Trump mafia voice. (laughs) Be a shame if a nuke hit that, wouldn't it? Yeah, like it. Well, I told you guys I didn't watch the whole thing. I did and I wanted to punch a baby. Yeah, I watched. I I normally want to punch a baby. I watched like 40, 45 minutes of it. And then we had a friend drop by and, and deliver some. Delicious Girl Scout cookies and mm-hmm. and then we talked for several hours. But all right, yeah, I I wasn't interested in watching it in the first place, but I felt it my civic duty to do so. I felt I it just, my civic duty, and it was cringeworthy the whole time. And then I see the press today a bunch of a bunch of press outlets, a bunch of media outlets saying, "Oh, it actually delivered a good speech." Fake news. When you're well, and it's like, okay, well, you're you're view of this is totally fucking skewed because of how horrible he's been up until this point. Well, I mean, just because he didn't leave a trail of shit behind him as he left the podium and things weren't on fire in the background, that doesn't mean he gave a good speech. Yeah, there is an Overton shift happening there, but also oh, absolutely. But also they're focusing it's it's the same bullshit that people do with the fucking pope. And they're focusing on tone and not about substance. What Trump said, all the same normal, stupid lies and bullshit that he always says. He just said it calmer. And he didn't include sad at the end of every sentence. Right. Yeah, exactly. And what probably happened is, is people finally looked up studies on on presidential speeches and all that kind of stuff. I saw a very interesting one once where it took uh, the same speech, but given in different uh, rhythmic patterns. Mm hmm. And oddly enough, the one who the rhythmic pattern that everyone liked the most and thought they had the best ideas was Hitler. Well, yeah, he had because because the way he'd, he had a great delivering yeah. and doing that kind of thing. So he's kind of he's fine. He's he's sticking to a script. He's following the pauses. He's doing what he's being told to do. So when you're listening to it, like, he was oh, a great speaker. That sounds good. But yeah. what did I just hear? Yeah. It sounded he, good. It sounded good, but I don't know what the fuck he said, mm-hmm. which is what the case with most of these things were. It's like, oh, yeah, it sounded really good. They're like, oh, what was it about? They're like, oh, well, um, they don't know because mm. the way they're delivering the speech, it sounds good, but they don't know what the fuck the person just said, mm. which is why George Bush, his, his failed. <laughs> well, and because he's just kind of a dunce. He couldn't like, even he was read. A, he's just a hapless halfwit. Yeah. We got lots more news coming up. News, news, news. Including several articles sent in by our listeners. Thank you very, very much. And one that I'm kind of excited to go over because it's a video that I've seen before. And when a listener sent it in, I thought, oh, this will be a lot of fun. So we'll get to that in just a second. Be right back. 
You want a Bible interpretation to support slavery? I can do that for you. You want an abolitionist Bible interpretation? I can do that. You want to subjugate women? I can make the Bible work that way. You want to elevate women? I can do that. Like you start to realize that I can make the Bible do whatever I want it to do. I am Jim Helton, Regional Director for American Atheists and President of the Tri-State Freethinkers, and you're listening to Godless Revolution. Chris sent us in uh, sent us a message on our Facebook page and wanted us to cover this video that he had found from Pastor Glenn Barrett, where he allegedly destroys atheism in a in a two minute video. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. And I had seen this quite a while ago. And then same here had seen other things where similar to it, where we'll talk about the other things I saw about this video afterward, but I'll just play this video now and we'll make a little comments here and there. And then uh, there's a great piece out on uh, the friendly atheist blog that we'll, we'll uh, read after watching this. A little while ago, I was invited to a university to speak at the atheistic society. The Atheistic Society. Said, Barrett, we would like yes. you to come and get involved in a debate with all the atheists. Is all of them. I said, fine. Aussie? I said, what's the heading? Well, what's, what's the caption? What are we debating on? And they said this. The debate is this. The premise is there is no God. He's Aussie, right? <gasps> no, they wanted to debate the movie There Is No God, you <laughs> fucking twat. There is no God. He sounds kind of he, he does sound sound, like an Aussie. Yeah, I don't. But wanna... it's at Cambridge, so maybe maybe he's. I don't well, know. I'm not going to comment on it because the two skeptical chaps don't like the way I do accents. Ouch! <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that, they probably don't like the way any of us do accents. But no. uh, have they you heard don't. their? Have you heard them do American? Is it something that annoys or delights them? <laughs> you bastards! I said okay. They said, yeah, the, the president of the Atheistic Club, he will stand up and he The president of the Atheistic Club, Club will stand up. Is he holding a vape pen? No, I think it's a laser pointer. Oh. Because he's fancy. Yeah. He's rock and roll. Or it might be his marker. Hmm. He's like the hipster Carl Pilkington. He's <laughs> <laughs> like his round head. <laughs> Dumb. Oh. <laughs> uh. They said, yeah, the, the president of the Atheistic Club, he will stand up and he will share for 15 minutes on how there is no God. And then we're going to give you 10 minutes to prove to us that there is a God. I said, bro, I don't need 10. I only need two minutes. Bro. I think he's, yeah. I think he's Aussie. Bro, I don't need that long. I only need two minutes, bro. Two God minutes. He said, come on down. So I went down, I won't tell you which university it was, but I, I drove to, to Cambridge. And when I got to Cambridge, I... Oh, well, I wonder which university that could uh, be in Cambridge. I think it was uh, BYU. Mm, probably. Yeah. A lot of Mormons there in Cambridge. Yeah. yeah. Uh. I go into this lecture hall, right? And there's, I don't know, a thousand, eight hundred, a thousand students there. And, and, well, 800,000? He gets up and he's <laughs> It was preaching. a big crowd. And he's spitting and he's frothing at the mouth and he's eloquent. He's brilliant. How can any rational person believe that there is a God? You've got to be stupid to believe that there is a God. And all these sorts of things, all the things that you've heard. Yeah, I've heard all those in and these And then they debates. said, and now Never. we're going to get Glenn Barrett. He's going to come up and tell us why there is a God. Have you ever read the verse, led like a lamb to the slaughter? So I get up on stage and there's boos and hisses and all these sorts of things. And, and I come up the front and I just said to the guy, I said, listen, uh, you spoke so eloquently. I said, come and join me on stage. 
So he came and joined me at the podium at the front there. And, and I said, you believe there is no God? He said, there is no God. You cannot be a rational person and believe there is a God. I said, okay, help me out with this. I want to show you something. And I drew a circle on a whiteboard like this. I said, this circle represents knowledge. Everything that could ever be known about any subject fits in there. All the sciences, all the arts. You're an intelligent man. You study at this university. How much do you know of everything that could possibly be known? Not much, probably. If you're a humble person who... Is going to be honest. Yeah, is honest and is going to, you know, you could even be like the world's smartest person, but compared to all of the knowledge available, you're going to know only a sliver. We got Google. In fact, I'd be willing to, to, to grant Mr. Barrett here that I know the least that anyone in humankind has ever known. So draw that on your circle and let's go from there because I can, I can even take you on from that point. Okay. So he took a pen and he drew that and he went, I reckon I know this much. And he's about, coloring about a, in this tiny little section on the circle. Yeah. It's, about it's a tenth. M- yeah, maybe, maybe a tenth. Maybe a fifth circle, or less. Yeah. Of, yeah. I said, wow, you're intelligent. He said, yeah, I am. I said, that's brilliant. I said, so that's what you do know. He said, yes. I said, and that's what you don't know. He said, yes. But- and he's motioning to the big white space still yeah, in the right, circle. This, that, yeah. that this is all of the things you don't know. And that's what you don't know. He said, yes. But this does exist. You just haven't discovered it yet. Yes. Therefore, could God not exist oh, that's not in a true. dimension that you haven't yet discovered? This dimension you haven't yet discovered? Now we're not only adding that, something else to it. Not only that, but go back. The phrasing there where he said, this is all stuff, that's, this is all stuff that exists, exists, but you don't know yet. And he said, yes. That's not true. Let's see. That's what you do know. He said, yes. I said, and that's what you don't know. He said, yes. But this does exist. You just haven't discovered it yet. Does exist. Does Hmm. exist, but you just haven't discovered it yet. Bullshit. Bullshit if he admitted that. (laughs) Therefore, could God not exist in a dimension that you haven't yet discovered? God exists in a dimension Dimension? we haven't yet discovered? This is some some new Christian kind of stuff. They're going New agey Christians. (laughs) Oh, yes. I'll applaud that. That's a great point. Yes. Therefore, sir, I would suggest you're not an atheist, you're an agnostic, and one step closer to knowing my Jesus. <laughs> one step closer to knowing, knowing my his Jesus. Jesus. My Jesus, who exists in another dimension, yes. apparently or possibly, that you just haven't discovered yet. So there's a, there's a problem with definition of terms. There's an argument from ignorance and a shifting of the burden of proof, all in, all yeah. in there. In under two and, minutes. And maybe yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the big thing he's using is God of the gaps. And this one, he's not using God of the gaps of uh, everybody. He's like, no, God of your personal knowledge and gaps in your personal knowledge. Right. Because he's only based off of one person. And I would say, okay, that's, that's what one guy knows. Now let's grab another person. Well, he knows this much more than that. So I bench- you could find enough people that know enough knowledge and different things to fill that fucking circle up. And not one of them would go, yeah, I believe, yeah, God is in here. Like, no, we, we got the knowledge. Here he is. We, it's this little spot right here. That's we, God. We, we've grabbed all the world scientists and stuff, and they, got, they haven't found God yet. Yeah, so the best, the best that he got was that it's not impossible for God to exist, which has always been the case. That's, that's never not been the case. 
it's always possible for God to exist somewhere, perhaps. Yeah. But he, he just but, had but, a very elaborate way of describing what we already even, know, even atheists. It's just that taking that extra step to say, yes, I believe it does exist, is the, the bit that requires the proof. And he's still not addressing that. Yeah. Well, even if he would have said, if the Christian God exists in here, I would have been no. Yeah, which God is he talking about? I mean, to be honest, it doesn't really matter because it, it doesn't. His argument's so bad and so broad that he doesn't even have to be specific. But and it proves nothing. Yeah, nothing. Mm. Oh, then there's also this bit. This bit. This bit. The bit you're gonna. You're all excited for. Well, yeah. So, like I said, I, I had seen this quite a while ago and knew that it had been addressed elsewhere. And uh, I, I believe this is the thing that I initially yeah. read from Hemet Meta. It probably is. And I want to put one caveat on this real quick. Mm-hmm. This guy put this video, this pastor put this video on his Facebook page mm-hmm. and very quickly took it down. <laughs> I wonder why that is. Huh. Hmm. Could it be Satan? Well, no, because. Oh, maybe he was just fucking lying. That could be very well, too. So this comes from Hemet Meta on the Friendly Atheist blog on May 18th of 2016. He says, The last week I wrote about a pastor named Glenn Barrett. I joked. In the, I, ma- I made a bad pun that we'll have to Glenn and Barrett while we were watching this video <laughs> earlier. Uh, Glenn Barrett of the Audacious Church in Manchester, England. It is pretty audacious. He told a story about how he was invited to debate an atheist on the topic, There is no God. In his version, he outsmarted his opponent by using an apologetic argument. Atheists don't know everything, therefore it makes sense to believe in God. Needless to say, it was a dubious story from the start. Not only did Barrett not tell us where he debated, which is odd, one atheist group in the city where the debate supposedly took place said it never happened. The video was also taken down from Facebook, despite accumulating millions of views, and Barrett hasn't said anything about the video since. Because it's a fucking lie. It never happened. And he's not the first one to come up with this. True, true. The story, the story on, uh, Friendly Atheist continues. What were you going to say? No, go ahead. I don't want to, I don't know what the story is. I don't want to potentially, 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 I don't want to (laughs) potentially spoil something that might. So, uh, blog post continues and says, Now I find out this same story with only minor details switched out was told several years ago by Pastor Mark Finley. Uh It's like like a comedian that steals their jokes from other comedians. Yeah. Okay. So it wouldn't be a spoiler to say Eric Hovind uses the same thing. Probably not. No. Yeah. No, he does do it. But yeah, I've I've heard I've heard the same thing done. The same similar story. I debated an atheist. I I destroyed their argument with this. Similar argument words. Yeah. I drew a circle yeah. and they were like, I'm dumb and I said I know and here's yeah. God. Yeah. Or I've even seen it done where they make a circle go, okay, the circle is everything you know. Then makes a dot outside the circle go, well, you don't know stuff outside of what you know. You don't know what you don't, don't know. know. Yeah. Uh, but apparently this was told several years earlier by Pastor Mark Finley. You know what atheists should start doing? I mean, no, they shouldn't because it would be dishonest, but – we should just start saying, yep, I know it all. Because that's what Christians are doing. Because you're going to say, oh, yeah, actually, I do know that spot, that spot of my of – well, that's part of my knowledge, and I know it doesn't exist. It, uh, no, no. And then they're going to say, no, because I know it does. No, you God could, you could take yeah, that and argument. they will say that. They will can, say, I know it. But you can take that argument and not be dis- 
or intellectually dishonest and saying, I have access to all knowledge. All current knowledge that is available right now, I have access to. Yeah, it. Well, well, a whole lot but... of it. Maybe not all of it, but a whole lot. Well, even a lot of major, like, uh, like I thought that like the Library of Congress was even trying to go digital with a lot of their shit to even make, you know, a lot of stuff available to you. A lot of colleges like Harvard and those places are starting to make all their texts and everything available digitally online to anybody mm-hmm. that wants to view it. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Let's see what Mark, Mark Finley. Finley said. Often, I'd go out on a limb for God. I was in Hungary and the Berlin Wall fell. And the universities opened it up. didn't hit you? And uh, so the president <laughs> of a university, a communist university in Shekhasvada, Shekhasvada, Hungary, came Shekhasvada. and said, we want you to come and speak at this university. And so I said, fine. And he said, now here's the ground rules. We are going to have one of our communist astronomers speak. Your topic is astronomy. You have to speak for one hour and show that there's a god from astronomy. Then our astronomer is going to speak for one hour and show why there is no god on astronomy. And then the students are going to ask questions. Well, you know, I mean, I'm happy to speak anytime I can, but I'm not an astronomer. I'm a theologian. But I got some lectures on astronomy, and so I said, Lord, it's okay. I'll do it. But, you know, you've got to be wise. And so did I he said mean to say astrology? Brother, and, and did the Lord invite him to this debate? Yes. Lord, I guess I'll do it. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not an astronomer. I'm a dumbass. I'm a theologian. <laughs> yes. I don't know anything. Yes, Lord. I'll RSVP to that one. <laughs> I'm happy to come, but uh, since I'm Aren't your we guest, all? <laughs> I want your guy, your astronomer to go first. He can show me how to do it. I don't want to speak and then him raise questions on what I was saying. I want him to speak and then me raise questions because I don't have to know a lot, but I not ask questions. So I got to... Not enough, really. I mean, you haven't asked the questions that would lead you out of your bullshit religion. The university. Yeah, he's not a skeptic. When I came to the university... University. And he was nervous. His face was red and he said, Pastor, we have got a major problem. The astronomer has an emergency appointment and he can't make it. I said, that's no problem. Just give me two hours. That's all. (laughs) So I spoke to the students on archaeology and astronomy. At the end of the lecture came the question and answer period. So one student, I could see him. He looked over at his professors. They were professors are sitting in one place. And you have to understand, this is a a, a died in the will, hard, hard communist uh, area. Died in the will? Yeah. Yes. Mm. I think he means wool. Probably. Died in the will. And, uh, you know, I was like the, the, the lamb thrown to the wolves. But if you have the lamb of God in your heart, lambs can slay dragons. So, oh, first God. student raises his hand. Uh, it never ceases to fucking piss me off. This this feigned humility yeah. with with you know undue anything arrogance that that coincide that coexist within Christians. I still ain't seen him move a mountain yet. Mm-mm. Doctor Finley. Well, I was no doctor. I'm a I'm just a simple humble preacher. Doctor Finley. Go again. <laughs> yes. What's your question? When the Soviet cosmonaut Yuri Gagarin went up there in space, he didn't see him. Pastor Finley, I want to know, have you personally seen God? And if you haven't, how can you believe? No, he didn't. You know, the Bible says that God will give you answers you've never thought about before. And the Lord gave me an answer that I had never thought about until that moment. I said, may I ask you a question, but I really don't want to ask you. I'd like to ask the faculty. 
This is one of the most prestigious universities in all of Hungary. And I know that your faculty has PhDs from a variety of disciplines, and your faculty is very honest. So I want to leave God out and faith out and the Bible out, and I just want to ask the faculty some questions, then I'll come back and ask, answer your question. He said, fine. So now, faculty, of all the knowledge in the world, how much knowledge do your students have? Let me give you an example. There are well over 2,000 spoken languages in the world. Mm -hmm. In the country of New Guinea alone, there are 700 dialects. Let's suppose we have a quiz right now. Oh, there's 700 dialects in Wisconsin. <laughs> dialects. How, a, a quiz on dialects. How many of the 700 dialects in New Guinea could your students speak? Another question. Let's what the fuck does that have to do with God? He's probably getting to on, how much uh, knowledge yeah, do you yeah, have? Is. Ming yeah. Dynasty of China. And the 58 emperors in the 13 Ming Dynasty. He's just taking a lot fucking longer than the other guy. The their children. Let's suppose that there are 10,000 new books printed a day. How many of your, uh, have your students? Ah, blah, blah. I'm going to skip ahead of him here. He's just trying to impress know. everyone with his knowledge. Do they know 50% of all there is to know? No. But he's, he's they know supposing everything. He's not saying there are. He's like, well, suppose there's 10,000 books written. Suppose there's this. Let's say your students know 5%. Just from an intellectual standpoint, they said, well, Dr. Philly, we, they don't know 5%, but I'm going to give them 5%. If your students know oh, how 5 charitable all yeah. there is to know, mm -hmm. it means that they don't know 95% of all there is to know. Intellectually, is that a good argument? Yeah, if you know 5%, you don't know 95%. Now, let me ask you my next question. If by your own admission, your students only know 5% of all there is to know, could it be possible that God exists in the 95% of the knowledge they don't have? Yeah, the God of the fucking gaps, gaps. again. It's yes. stupid. Just because they don't know all of the dialects in New Guinea, haven't read every book that's come out, doesn't mean that the world population or the people haven't read them. There's and an, you can't gather all that knowledge together and go, nope, still haven't found God. Yeah, there's another three and a half some odd minutes to yeah. that video. but That's not proof of anything. I'm bored with this guy. The other guy was so much more entertaining and succinct. He like, was. I didn't have to listen to him go on and on and on. Jesus Christ. My lack of not being able to speak different languages doesn't mean I can't say no. There is no God. Yeah. Hammond continues his blog and says, It's amazing how these Christians can have debates in which they outsmart everybody, yet there's never any proof of the exchange. Yeah. I'm guessing Finley isn't the first passer. Pastor. Sorry. <laughs> My cursor was in the way. Oh, okay. I'm guessing Finley isn't the first pastor to tell the story either. Maybe it happened once, but I doubt it's happened multiple times yeah. in a very similar way. And I and I bet it didn't even happen once, not in the way that they explained no. it. That yeah. there there's some there's some professor that's been there for years that's at this, you know, prestigious university, the best in the country, that's just gonna sit there and invite a pastor and who's a, a humble and lowly theologian, and he's just gonna go, Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I don't know that. And then they're gonna <laughs> say, Well, what about this? And he's gonna go, Oh, oh yeah, I don't know that. No, that never fucking happened. I, I guarantee you ever. I guarantee we could find Ken Ham using this same argument. I would imagine so. I think I've heard him say it. I know I've heard this argument come from multiple people saying, well, you don't know everything. Well, Ken Ham has said it. You don't know everything. You weren't there. Were you there? You don't know. You weren't there. You can't say that for sure. I'd be like, yeah, of course I wasn't at for Pompeii, show. but I know the fucking thing blew up and made the longest game of fucking tag ever. Where's that stoplight? Tag? No. What's where people got to stop and they can't move? 
Freeze tag? Freeze tag. Freeze tag. Yeah. Pompeii created the longest game <laughs> of freeze tag. Where they stop and they can't move because they're frozen? <laughs> no, no, I was called? thinking... But uh, it's kind of uh, like uh, tag, but it's <laughs> like no, they're frozen. No, what is it called? I wasn't thinking of that. I was thinking of that... Uh, uh, green Red light, light, green light? Red light, green light is what I was thinking of. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was fun. It was, it, Pompeii is the longest game of red light, green light. <laughs> How What? How's Pompeii, that? <laughs> because the people that died in Pompeii are still, still frozen stuck in a red in their, light. It's, their, just, it's just all it, there was. There was green light and then red light. That was it. And and someone just kept looking at him like, "Hey, the, these motherfuckers are good." <laughs> yeah, they ain't moving. They saw they saw Vesuvius and they're like, "That's the biggest fucking red light I've ever yeah. seen." <laughs> Freeze forever, and, man. And here we are. What like a thousand years later, and those fuckers still haven't moved. Two, <laughs> two thousand. Yeah. Hmm. Fuck. They're good. They beat me. <clears throat> they probably went in a staring contest, too. If I put a gun to your head and said I'm going to kill all of your family members and then I'm going to kill you if you don't accept Islam as the true religion and I'm going to put you on a lie detector test, could you pass the test? They all shake their head and say, no, I couldn't. I know it's not true. I said, so, so what you're telling me is, is that you have no choice in what you believe here, that like it isn't a decision for you. And they're like, that's right. And I said, like, okay, now you understand. You could put a gun to my head. I can't believe it. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't work for me. Hey, everybody, this is X. And I'm Kyle. And I'm Felicia. We're the Utah Outcasts. Three out, unashamed, and active atheists living in Utah. And we are personally inviting you to let us love your ears each and every week. As we take the news, current events, and pop culture and give it a little twist... A love twist with consent. And we'll be joined each week by a special guest to tell us what makes them an outcast like us. Come find us. The Utah Outcasts. On PodHell.com, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And on UtahOutcast.com. We finally bought that domain off the kids handing out mixtapes in the mall. Come be an outcast with us. Take care of yourselves out there. Bonne nuit. And you're welcome. You and the Godless Revolution will be reassimilated in three, two, one. Do we want to talk about Dickface? Pastor Locke? Yeah. yeah. I fucking hate that guy. I do too. But we don't have to uh, let him say his shit. Why is his neck so but fucking if you go, skinny? If you go back to that first article, one more He's left. He's got like Pathos. gray hairs. Okay, so here's, uh, go one more right. He should have a thicker neck. Yeah. He looks like a fucking 12-year-old. But this is, this is what <laughs> Dude, we- get some testosterone. If, 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 if people are- Pencil neck, motherfucker. No shit. If people are so inclined right now to donate to Planned Parenthood, you can donate it to, in the name of Pastor uh, Greg Locke, at uh, 2060 Old Lebanon Dirt Road, Mount Juliet, Tennessee- Three seven one two two. That's would, the, that's the address of his church. If he yes. wants to donate to Planned Parenthood in his name or his church's name, he, that's the information. Don't send money to that. No, address. no, don't send money to that address. <laughs> that's the address you got to put down when you donate money to Planned Parenthood in yeah. his name because yeah. he greatly appreciates. He loves it when people donate money in his name, so he can get a thank you letter filling up his mailboxes at home from Planned Parenthood. Wait, this idiot has a church in Tennessee and it's literally on a f- it's on old, old Lebanon, Lebanon road. dirt road. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> why does it have to road. say? Yeah, who puts dirt road? It's like, okay, well there's a there's an old Lebanon concrete well, it's old road. Old Lebanon yeah. dirt. It's old Lebanon dirt, and yeah. it's a road. No, no, it ain't the old Lebanon uh. paved road. It's just, it's paved which, with old which Lebanese. Which is now the new Lebanon road. It's old Lebanon dirt road. Yeah, apparently he's not. He is not at all happy about it. 
and we want to make him even more not happy. Well, something similar happened to another pastor who is getting this – is having something similar done in his name but through promotion by the Satanic Temple. Oh, yes. Did you see that? Yes. Uh, I thought our, that was pretty funny. Our friends at TST. Yeah, it's even better. If, if you got if you want to make, you know, five – I mean, if you're going to send the money anyway, you might as well. Yeah. Like if you're going to send $25 in, make – Five five dollar donations and send it to these bigots. Each bigot gets his own thank you letter. Yeah, I'll, if if we I'll do if it. we do this one, it'll probably be the last thing we do because we don't need to play his whole thing. Kind of long. It is long. Oh, I have a Todd Starnes. Well, thing. I posted it. I posted it out on the Godless Revolution yeah. Facebook page. You you all should go and check it out. Watch the video and see how awesome and amazing. Michelle Short, Studehan, oh. all of the other people at Satanic Temple are. It was the local Satanic Temple chapter here in Utah who I initially saw this story through and, yeah. and reposted it on the Godless Revolution Facebook page. And if and if you want to look for it yourself, it's Satanic Priestesses Attacks Pastor Jeff. And if you have any trouble finding it, just search for TJ Miller with an extra chromosome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It'll pop right up. <laughs> but But he's definitely not as funny. <laughs> uh, but the video is awesome because he clearly has no idea what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah. As far as what the satanic temple oh. does and believes. And... and the comments are great, too, because they're like, I knew those Satanists, the, our government's full of satanic <laughs> evil people doing this and just killing babies. Have plenty of blood, plenty of hot dogs. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> Well, what do you, you said you had, uh, I had that Todd, Todd Starnes thing. Yeah. Yay, Todd Starnes. <laughs> Yay. I do not like. Well, do not like. Do not like. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Do not like. Do you, are you out? Pressing buttons. What? Are you out of things? No, well, we got more things, but. Yeah, uh, we got tons of more things, right? I don't know. I want to hear the Todd Starnes's, but we, oh, we're, we're running low-ish on Short time. Short of time. Yeah. All right. Uh, if I, I will, ever, I will go if quickly. We don't through. start the clock again. We've got a lot of We've time. We've got all the time in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's quickly becoming my nemesis, and he doesn't know about it. That's the best nemesis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is an opinion piece from Fox News by Mr. Todd Starnes. Yeah. Phone news? Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, a group of enraged protesters exploded in anger. After a chaplain prayed in the name of Jesus at a town hall meeting in Louisiana hosted by Senator Bill Cassidy. I'm sure it was the the the, the fact that he was doing it in Jesus name was the, was the thing that they had the problem with. Yeah. Not anything he said, just that it was in Jesus name, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. The verbally abusive crowd also heckled a Vietnam War veteran who attempted to lead the group in the pledge of allegiance. It was one of the most heinous acts of un-American, anti-Christian behavior I've ever seen, folks. Oh, Jesus. Um, except for that whole pesky American freedom of speech thing they were using. Oh, and uh, the American separation of church and state thing, right? Uh, so apparently those – apparently un-American is just whatever he disagrees with. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Louisiana state chaplain – don't know how that's a thing. Uh, <laughs> Michael Sprague and the unidentified Vietnam War veteran – should be commended for maintaining their composure in the face of such verbal barbarism. Ah, verbal barbarism. The February 22nd town hall meeting was quickly overrun by the angry mob. (laughs) Making all those haircuts with their barbarism. (laughs) And their monies they got paid from Soros. 
much like other town hall meetings hosted by Republican lawmakers across the country. The mainstream media would have man. I think feels you mean like Alex Jones. Yeah, this feels like an Alex Jones article. The mainstream media <laughs> would have us believe the Bilderberg. Un- <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the unruly demonstrations are part of an organic grassroots effort. Yeah, it couldn't possibly be because the majority of citizens don't want Trump and didn't vote for him, Todd. I mean, that couldn't possibly be the reason. It's got to be something else, right? I, I don't see why you don't see that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but I said, but he says, but I sincerely doubt many in the mob were actually residents of Louisiana because I know the good people of Louisiana and nobody behaves like that in the Bayou state, uh, which makes me think, I think we need to come up with a new fallacy for this <laughs> argument from Todd Nerentz. No, no, too clunky. No true Cajun. Oh, <laughs> that's good. Uh, Todd apparently wanted audible eye rolls as he pandered on. Listen to this gem. Folks are raised right in Cajun country. There's no way anybody would embarrass their mamas by acting the fool in public. Ugh, God. Well, it's it's acting a fool. This is this is what he wrote. He doesn't even get his raps right. (laughs) I don't know what he's trying to do there, but it's no whatever. Dickish. Uh. But at least Mr. Starnes isn't prone to conspiracy, so that's a plus. Whoa. Wait, isn't this one big conspiracy? Well, let's see what he says next. It's okay. probably not conspiracy related. Okay, I trust you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no setup. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he says, I'd be willing to bet a cup of community coffee that the Jesus-hating rabble-rousers were shipped in from some godforsaken place like Berkeley or Brooklyn. Godforsaken is- places like <sighs> Berkeley or Brooklyn. Uh-huh. Those those wastelands in in America. Yeah, yeah. Chaplain Sprague had barely invoked the name of the Almighty when the heckling began. Such strong-worded, nasty heckles as... Are you guys ready for these? Yes. I'm sure they're awful. Are they going to make me cry? Keep in mind, these are so mean, Todd had to write about them. Did they Uh. say poopy face? Okay. Here's the first one. Pray on your own time. This is... (gasps) This is our time, someone shouted. Well, I am a- People in the audience can't see it, but I'm clutching my pearls. By pearls, he means his pearl necklace. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, there's another one. Yes, those else, Someone else said, amen, let's get on with it. (laughs) (laughs) And the crowd goes, mild? (laughs) I mean, I've, I've seen way worse. Others chanted the equally offensive <gasps> separation of church and state. Oh, how <gasps> dare they use that fallacy? Wait until he tells Jesus. And Starn, Starns notes that uh, someone filmed the prayer and words do not do justice to the amount of hate directed at the chaplain. Oh, so what he's saying is... Wait until the, your Jesus gets home and I tell yeah. him. So what he's saying is the video of what happened does not reflect what he's saying is happening. Well, so, so the video proof of what happened there is not accurate to what happened there. I don't know. And I mean, unless he's trying to make it sound, he's, he's making it sound may, like maybe he's like, saying like his article isn't. You got to watch the well, video. Not, I don't well, know. Well, he, he said the video doesn't do justice to what actually was going on. So he's making it sound no, like words do words don't do justice. Okay. Yeah, I've never been shouted down throughout. The time of prayer like that, <laughs> Chaplain Sprague said. <laughs> come, come pray to us. It'll be way worse. I'll call you a cunt. I know. I've never been in a situation like that. Um, it's sad that there wasn't honor and respect for God. So here's an idea. Try praying at a church. 
you know, where you're supposed to pray, you'll find tons of support when you do things in appropriate places. Mm-hmm. Or where people that are supporting it's you are. It's such an easy concept. Dynamite is fine in a rock quarry, but don't complain that you can't bring it on an airplane. I would bitch about that because I was <laughs> flying to a rock quarry. <laughs> How am well, I going to blow shit up at the quarry yeah. if I can't take it on the plane? I guess that might be problematic, but... I was on the way to a rock quarry. Uh, but the crowd, according to Starnes, became absolutely unhinged oh. when he concluded his prayer in the name of Jesus. Oh. Wow, they booed the name of Jesus. Cassidy said. <laughs> oh, they gave Jesus the big old fuck you. <laughs> I like the droopy dog. <laughs> oh, did you write in droopy dog bits? <laughs> <laughs> the chaplain was especially disappointed at how the mob insulted the Vietnam War veteran. Uh, there was a lot of shouting. Some turned their backs. Many didn't stand or put their hand on their heart, he said. Oh, wait. Heresy. So Starnes thinks that not putting your hand over over your heart means that you're insulting the veteran personally. I mean, I guess nuance isn't a GOP thing, but it could be that they don't care for the choices leadership is making, hence the outrage at a town hall meeting. Just a thought. Mm-hmm. I still tend to just put my hands behind my back when that shit's going. I don't usually put my hand over my heart. Yeah. I never do. Like, what I the, don't either. What, what is the fucking point of that? And, yeah, then there was that, and then there was that whole thing with like during the debates when Ted Cruz would put his under his coat jacket like to be more patriotic than <laughs> or, everyone else. Or more Napoleon. If only I could unbutton my shirt and <laughs> put my hand in there, that'd be even better. They don't see me playing with my nipple Yeah, right I was going to say, give a nice little <laughs> nipple pinch. Oh, God. Think, ah, thank you. Thinking Jesus. of his daughter. Oh. I wasn't oh, even. I wasn't. Trump. I wasn't even going I don't know. Far. His daughter looked like she's been through some stuff with him when he tried to kiss her. Oh, yeah. Trey, yeah, and his daughter's, moving away his from daughter's like, yeah. allegedly, allegedly. His, his daughter's like 12. At least Trump's is an adult. That makes it so much better. So much better. Then it's just incest and not like pedophilia. Not incest and pedophilia. pedophilia. I gotcha. Hmm. Uh, Todd says that this is infuriating, but not surprising. As he wrote in his book that I won't plug on this show, liberals have a strong aversion to President Trump, Jesus, and Old Glory. But uh, two out of three isn't too bad. I, guess. I prefer New Glory. Right. Was that a band? <laughs> I don't uh, know. No? No, it's a, it's a newer flag. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's got all 50 stars on it. Ah, uh, right. I don't care. Either way, my state's on there, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Starn still has hope. Uh, he says, I am hopeful to, I am hopeful, to be honest. It would take a miracle of biblical proportions. Uh, And it's not happening, right? I know. Which I said, Todd, your heavy-handed passive aggression is so charming. Uh, But more than that, when is it okay to give up on the promises of someone? Is 2,000 years enough? I mean, (laughs) Jesus was on death row and executed. Isn't that synonymous with guilty for Republicans? True. (laughs) So, yes, leave Jesus out of politics. Yeah. Fuck that. I, I I do not like me Todd Starnes. I don't like Todd Starnes either. I like I like when you present the things that Todd Starnes says when, when you when you matize them. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Versus versus me having just to reading just, his stuff. Yeah. yeah. Or listening to him. Yeah. Like, what a fucking banal. Dick but what if he took like 
<laughs> Fucking A, that was loud really quick. <laughs> it, really was, it really was. That was a loud droopy dog. It just sort of that, 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 really that, popped, that, yeah. What if you can't it might make more sense that way. <laughs> Daniel, like, oh, he's retarded. Yeah. <laughs> Danielle hates when I talk like that because she thinks it sounds gross. But <laughs> during the summer at work, my uh, the some people in the company put on a barbecue and they do hamburgers and hot dogs or whatever, which is awesome. <laughs> but there's a guy that's worked there forever who I do not like and do not get along with. And he's he thinks he's so awesome. But uh, sometimes, sometimes when him. like because my desk used to be right by his. And sometimes when the office wasn't heated, you know, appropriately, he would wear a fucking blanket to work. Like those, uh, and I'm like, dude, like you're wrapped around his shoulders. Yes. Or? And I'm like, you're an like adult a... male, dude. Grow the fuck up. Or was it a snuggie? Don't wear your goddamn blanket around this office. That pisses me off. So, <laughs> well, and, and not only that, but not only that, punch you. Yeah, exactly. Not only that, but I'd go by his office and he'd have like these pseudo inspirational quotes hanging up at his office, which is already annoying enough. But then I found out that they were quotes from his own fucking dad. <laughs> oh, that's just gross. Yes, I and so anyway, uh, so this guy he wants to fuck his dad, and he thinks he's so awesome. So anyway, he came back for a barbecue one time after he'd quit. Well, that's not appropriate. I know he didn't pay into the funds. Nope. And so, but anyway, but uh, he he sat down at a table kind of near us, and we were both like, "Oh, fuck it, Andrew, I hate that guy." And he he had just just two hot dogs on his plate, uh-huh. and, uh huh, and. I just was looking at that. I'm like, isn't that fucking perfect? He's got fucking toddler food. There's hamburgers over there, you fucking idiot. And I'm like, but I didn't want a hamburger. And so ever since then. With my blanket. Yeah. I just want a hot dog. I don't want a hamburger. Watch me, a de- Watch me deep throat this hot dog. <laughs> so, so ever since then, I sometimes I'll do that when, I, when I'm making fun of anybody whine. I'll just be like, I don't want a hamburger. And Daniel will be like, ew, gross. Stop talking like that. Yeah. I was hoping with hamburgers and hot dogs, you had a good Harry Carey impersonation. Mm-mm. I don't. That's the baseball guy, right? Yeah, I don't like the Cubs. Yeah. So Yeah, but you gotta love Harry Carey. Do I? Yeah. Harry Carey was That guy makes me want to commit Harry Carey. I think Carey. you mean Seppuku. Oh. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's not nice. That hurts. <laughs> I don't really care. Hmm. Anyway, that's my droopy dog story. Yeah. Hmm. You got anything else? <laughs> uh, yeah, but they're terrible. Well, <laughs> do you want- Terrible how? All right, let's start. Okay. They're, they're droopy dog terrible. <laughs> this comes from the BBC. Ooh. Wait, I was going to make another joke there, but You got to read it poshly. You need Matt, to do Matt it. Matt won't get it. Oh, well, go for it before this story. Big black cock. <laughs> <laughs> this hmm? comes to us from the big black cock. Why would I not get that? Because you're Cause mad. Because you're mad. And I don't know you what don't, big black cocks are. You don't care about all things to do with human sexuality. Right. So if someone says to me, big black cock, I just go, is that reformed Egyptian? I don't <laughs> Or if you, if, but <laughs> I know what that means. But, but, but when you hear BBC, you think British broadcasting. Yes. And, yeah. Yeah. You don't? 
You do think of big black Ryan cocks? Ryan thinks of big black, big black cocks. cocks. I think we need to have Tamel in here and have an intervention. Oh, he already told me he's got a small dick. <laughs> he's probably afraid. <laughs> Sorry, Tamel. You've never said that. Tamel's never said that to me. I was being an assholder right there. An assholder? Well, I don't yeah. know what that is. That's an A-H. I was being an assholder right there. Okay, BBC. A 25-year-old woman in an isolated part of Nicaragua has died a week after being tied up and allegedly thrown onto a fire in an exorcism ritual. Are there parts of Nicaragua that are not isolated? Yeah. Um, well, there's the one with Managua. Okay. Yeah, but they're only got one. And I'm sure others, other cities. Huh. Uh, family members told local media that uh, Vilma Trujillo had been attacked by four people. Yes. What's funny about this? It's Vilma. It made me giggle. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Vilma! <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Pedal she cars. had been hilariously attacked by four other people <laughs> and led to the funny college by a man <laughs> who said he was an ev- evangelical pastor. Uh. Juan Roca denied burning Miss Trujillo with this perfectly sane-sounding defense. Evil spirits had suspended her above the fire, then dropped her. Ah, by evil spirits, he means his hands. Yeah. Relatives spirit of- Spirit fingers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Spirit fingers. Relatives of Mrs. Trujillo, uh, hours- uh, No, sorry. Dropped her relatives. Relatives found Mrs. Trujillo hour, hours later with severe burns. The police have arrested Mr. Roca and a number of other people allegedly involved hmm. in the attack. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty terrible. Yeah, I was fucking uh, religion. I was wondering if that was the equally horrible story I saw in the news, where apparently a guy had murdered a woman, allowed his friends to have sex with the corpse before burning it. Allo- yeah, like he invited him over. He created a Facebook event. I don't know if a Facebook event exactly. Maybe MySpace, so it won't be found as easily. But yeah. Yeah, I think it was like he had like three or four of his friends come over. They had sex with the corpse, and then they burnt it. Ew. Yeah, that's pretty how fucked up. How in the fucking hell, first of all, first of all, <laughs> how do you have friends that yeah, are into that bullshit? And then second of all, how in the fuck do you know about it? Well, you, you give them a phone call and say, hey, buddy, I got this dead lady here. Hey, you're a necrophiliac, um, right? You and the fucking- everybody? You and the fucking dead people? Because I got one. And if they're like, no, he's like, ah, just kidding, JK, LOL, see you next week at the barbecue. Right. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's continue. That's bad. <laughs> I'm trying to find something else to talk about Plus, now. Plus, doesn't it depend on how, she's di- how she died, too, right? What do you mean? Well, I just mean, like, you have to make sure that none of... Those accessible parts are damaged, I suppose, right? Well, yeah, you're going to slit her throat or something. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> you guys. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, you, you you don't want to vaginally kill her. That would just be horrible. It would take a long time. Yeah, would. Sorry if I'm we're, we're grossing you out, Mom. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Mom, yeah, Mom, yeah. <laughs> she, she said She sent me something where she said, I don't, I don't know what, what I said last week, but she said, Slow down, and then like ten minutes later, she said, "That's fucking disgusting." I don't know. I'm just an assholder here. I have no idea. Yeah, you are an assholder. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're an H. 
Yeah. <laughs> gross. You guys are uh, gross. Trying to be. Trying my hardest. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you what do you have do you have are there fruits of your labors? You won. Or no. You won. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! So I changed my theology a thousand times. I mean, by the time I – the, the last God I believed in, Seth, was the greatest God in the world. He was so wonderful. He agreed with everything I cared about. He was so nice. He wasn't sending anybody to hell. He wasn't responsible for any evil thing. And the problem is, is that like I was in love with that God until I realized, of course, like if God and you agree that much, it's maybe because you invented him. This is Matt Dillahunty, and you're listening to The Godless Revolution. We like to swear on the show. We do. It's pretty fucking awesome. We do it a lot. There, there have been episodes... Where I wonder, some of our, I've tried to cut, Jesus Christ, it'd be great if I could get a thought out before another thought runs into my head <laughs> and is like, is, no, you got to say this. Swallow them I sentence. always have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, there, there are, there have been some episodes where I know that I have said fuck a lot. Yeah. A lot. Many times. Dozens. That's, that's why we give it an explicit tag. An explicit tag. Tag. There was one episode over a year ago where I think. Oh, there was. It used to be the when you do two drinks. Oh yeah, I used to. Yeah, I used to have two large cocktails, and we knew when Dan was getting toasty. <laughs> there have been a couple episodes where, by the time the episode ended, uh, thinking about what we talked about. The next day, to myself, I couldn't remember really ending the episode, so, <laughs> yeah. But, but it was about that time that I decided, maybe I should cut down to one cocktail while we're having the show but recording. But we, re- we, we record at your house, so you're not going anywhere anyways. <laughs> those those were, yeah, the, they, it got to be where I was like, and then editing the show afterward, where Listening to, to my own ear, said. I'm like, I am fucking toasted. Like I am shit house drunk. I should not be recording when I am in such a state of inebriation. Well, I've I've had that thought pass through my mind while at parties before, mm-hmm. where I'm like, dude, I am so fucking drunk right now. I should. Not I am be not going to take part in any conversations because I, should, I cannot talk. I should go home. <laughs> I don't even go that. I'm like, where's your fucking couch? <laughs> yeah, I. I used uh, there have been shows where I was entirely too drunk by the end of the show. Anyway, during those episodes and other episodes where I'm just a little bit more angry. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. how long is this fucking story? <laughs> hey, this story will be over when it's over. I'm just kidding. So I'm sometimes fucking... I say fuck a lot and sometimes I swear a whole lot. Dude, I opened with the longest story of ever. So. And then and then uh I saw this today and it made me feel better. It's from Science Alert, and it says the swearing is actually a sign of more intelligence, not less. Take that. Yeah, mom. Say scientists. So suck it, people who don't swear or yeah. think that it's bad or that we sound uneducated. Yeah, you can suck on a big donkey dick. <laughs> it, says, 
This is. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, the title of the the title of the. I do. I'm, I'm, I just say that when I say something completely inappropriate. <laughs> title of the article says swearing is actually a sign of more intelligence, not less. Say scientists. You're damn right. Is the byline. Uh, says the use of obscene or a taboo language or swearing, as it's more commonly known, is often seen as a sign that the speaker lacks vocabulary, cannot express themselves in a less offensive way, or even lacks intelligence. And I say that's a bunch of fucking bullshit. <laughs> Studies have shown, however, that swearing may in fact display a more, rather than less, intelligent use of language. While swearing can become a habit, we choose to swear in different contexts and for different purposes. For linguistic effect, to convey emotion, for laughs, or perhaps even to be deliberately nasty, motherfuckers. I I, I go for more of the latter on that one. Well, maybe not. I try to make. I try to do it for funny too. For funny, Tim. I all all of the reasons. I use all of the reasons. When I'm angry, it's more for trying to get across. You know how fucking pissed off I am right now because <laughs> the more fucking cuss words are coming out of my mouth because you really fucking pissed me off. Now listen. Yeah, when I'm when I'm a barely contained ball of rage, fuck is usually like every other it word. Is. How in the fuck would you fucking say what you fucking did? Fucking but they listen up when you're like that, don't they? Or oh, and become very quiet. I mean, if you go, "What the puppy did you just do?" <laughs> Gosh, I really dislike it when you say things like that and wish you wouldn't do it in the future. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't carry as much weight. If you say, could you please leave? They're like, well, no. If you say, get the fuck out of here. Like, (laughs) oh, he's serious. Uh, Psychologists interested in when and why people swear try to look past the stereotype that swearing is the language of the unintelligent and illiterate. In fact, a study by psychologists from from Marist College found links between how fluent a person is in the English language and how fluent they are in swearing. The former verbal fluency can be measured by asking volunteers to think of as many words, beginning with a certain letter of the alphabet, as they can in one minute. People with greater language skills can generally think of more examples in the allotted time. Based on this approach, the researchers created the swearing fluency task. This task requires volunteers to list as many different swear words as they can think of in one minute. Now, I make up my own sometimes. Does that count? I wonder if they're... If they also ask for like just different suffixes on the words, right? Or, like or slang, fucked, fucking, fucker. Because there's there's some words that people consider like cuss words that I don't like. What? Like when I say, well, I was gonna say. God. Well, we're in Utah, so there's a lot of. There is like yeah. like I don't consider damn it to be a swear word. Yeah, and I really don't consider it to be goddamn it to be a swear word either. Yeah, but people here are like, "What? You gotta cut? You can't say that." It's like, "What the fuck did I just say?" <laughs> well, I think I told you guys uh, like a while ago that I was in a team meeting one time, and Damf, one of one of my other coworkers, said something, something every goddamn time, and Damf turned to him and he's like, "What did you say?" And the guy's like, "Something, something, every time." Like left the goddamn like, off like, of it. That's better. And Damf was like, "That's better." That's just that's one thing that really gets my hackles up, you know, when when people no, when people geez. do that and they take the Lord's name in vain like that. That just that really gets to me. And so since then, I try to make it a point to say, say God, God damn, damn it, it. <laughs> whenever <laughs> whenever we're in a meeting. I've even been yelled at by an LDS guy here in Utah for saying hell. Really? Uh, I remember I walked in, I'm hmm. like, What the hell is this? He's like, Get out now. I'm oh, like, yeah. Go what? fuck yourself. And I, was, I, I, I looked at him like, are you, are you fucking serious? <laughs> this, <laughs> so this reminds me of a funny story. My, my friend from Wisconsin, way, way back, 
Uh, used to work out at the Utah Air National Guard. And of course, it's Utah Air National yeah. Guard. So you've got, you know, military guys from around wherever across the country. And we're in Utah. So, so there's obviously a, a mix of Mormons Utah, there yeah. also. And he was a mechanic on the C-135s. And he was saying that, you know, being a mechanic and in the military and from out of state, he uses colorful language a lot yeah. when he's at work. And they were working on something and he, he said, damn it or hell or something. He, I, I think he said, fuck. No, he said, damn it. And his boss, who was, who just happened to be there was like, Hey, you know, that's, that, that language isn't appropriate. And he's like, what? Damn it. Well, you said, damn it. You, you can't say that. And he's like, well, why not? Well, it's, it's just, a, it's just a word. Yeah. And the guy's like, well, it's, it, but it's a curse word and you shouldn't say curse words. My friend says, well, okay. So what words, what words can I not say around you then? And the guy's like, well, just all the swears. And he's like, well, what do you consider a swear? Like, damn it. You think damn it is a swear word. How about hell? Well, maybe that one's okay. Cause it's in the Bible. Uh, <laughs> he's, and he's like, well, damn it's in the Bible. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. is that not in there? And he's like, well, okay. Well, but you know, I've heard you say other words like, the F word and stuff like that. And he's like, fuck. Yeah. You can't say that. Uh Oh, how about shit? No, that one's not good either. And he goes through and he's, you know, he's like bastard, bitch, asshole, shit. He's just naming all of the different curse words that he can think of. And the guy's like, no, 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 that's not good. You can't say that. And my friend says, so I'm just kind of searching. And the last word I used was, okay, well, how about cunt? And he says, he, he, the guy kind of got this puzzled look on his face. Like he didn't know the word? And he says, well, I guess that one's okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he didn't know oh. what the fuck it was. He didn't know what the word cunt was because he'd never even heard it. It's one of the worst words. Yeah. And he said it was perfectly fine to say it because he hadn't heard it before and thought it was okay to say. I'd be walking around work on what the cunt. It's stupid. It's a stupid thing yeah. to say, oh, you can't, you can't use impolite words in polite company and I don't like the sound of that word. It's a fucking sound I make with my mouth. You no, know, I, say- I think, I think it all comes back to whether people w- are willing slaves or whether they're not. I think people's yeah. brain chemistry, some people just absolutely fucking love authoritarian figures. Mm-hmm. They love the God. They love the GOP, you know, these, these tough talking, you know, these are the rules. You can't break them no matter what. And if you don't, you'll be paid, you know, you know, you, you, you're going to have to pay you. the price. Yeah. yeah. And if you, and if you break them, then there's a penalty. It's all very black and white. There's a, uh, you know, this person's in charge. There's no nuance. It's simple. It's easy to understand. And I want someone telling me what to do. And I want them to just be the arbiter of everything that's good. So I don't have to even think about it. Whatever they say is good. Mm-hmm. And then there's this whole other side of this whole other group of actual rational human beings with real feelings and thoughts, you know, that are walking around like, well, how does that make any sense? I mean, like you, these are mouth sounds, you know, yeah. Yeah. which is true. I mean, you know, if you if you went up to somebody who doesn't speak English and you were just like, fuck, cunt, ass handler, bitch, fuck, you know, whatever, they'd be like, OK, I don't know what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. They're not going to be immediately offended because their spirit is hurt or something, whatever yeah. you fucking, you know, so. Yeah, well, it's the same as if somebody from another country came up to me and started cursing at me in the, in their native tongue. Like, yeah. 
I may recognize a word or two, but I, generally I probably wouldn't know what the fuck they're talking about and I wouldn't care. It's a fucking sound. It's what you mm-hmm. assign to that sound and your, yeah. your delicate sensibilities that you're so injured by a sound I make with my mouth. That's nonsense. I mean, it's much fun. It's being a baby. It is. Yeah, it's being a child. That's what I'm saying. They, 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 they want that authoritarian. They want that off. They want the authority. They haven't grown up is what I'm saying. Yeah. They still are looking for a mommy or a daddy. Someone to tell them what's right and what's wrong. Right. What they can and can't do. And whatever they say is perfect. It's perfect. And you can't question. How dare you question it? (laughs) I question. (laughs) Uh, People with greater language skills can generally think of more examples in the allotted time. Based on this approach, the researchers created the swearing fluency task. I already read this part. By comparing scores from both the verbal and swearing fluency tasks... It was found that the people who scored highest on the verbal fluency test also tended to do the best on the swearing fluency. The weakest in the verbal fluency test also did poorly on the swearing fluency test. What this correlation suggests is that swearing isn't simply a sign of language poverty, lack of general vocabulary, or low intelligence. Instead, swearing appears to be a feature of language that an articulate speaker can use in order to communicate with maximum effectiveness. And actually, some uses of swearing go beyond just communication. And then ah, the article see? talks about uh, swearing as pain relief. That motherfucker just said I'm eloquent in the way I speak. <laughs> well, they did experiments <laughs> where they would have people hold their hand in a bucket of ice water. Yes. Yeah, Myth- Mythbusters did that. Yeah. And they did with the cussing, with redheads, with males, with females, and all the different, uh, not the, the fucking shit. I can't think of the word now. When I just said I was all fluent in words and shit. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I do, exactly. I'm sure our <laughs> listeners do too. So, but they, you know, they would, they ran this test where they would have people hold their hand in a bucket of ice water and they would measure their heart rate and the length of time that they were able to hold their hand in the bucket of water, both for people who were swearing as much as they wanted while their hand was mm-hmm. in the bucket of water and those who were not allowed to swear while their hand was in the bucket of ice. And for the people who had the option to swear, they were able to hold their hand in the bucket of ice water for a longer period of time and later said that the level of pain that they experienced while doing so was less than those who were unable to swear. Those those who were unable to swear, their heart rate was higher, they couldn't hold their hand in there long, as long as those who were swearing, and they described the pain as being at a higher level than those who were able to swear. But I also sometimes wonder if that's a distraction thing. Because when I've seen these tests done, the people who can't swear are sitting there silent, holding their hand in the water. So the only thing they have to think about is, this water's fucking cold. Where the person that's cussing is thinking in their head about new cuss words to make up. They might be slightly distracted by in their brain about that versus just thinking in their head. Hmm. Jesus H. fucking Christ, <laughs> this water is fucking cold well and it is it is about the release um they said that the that that study suggests they had an emotional response to swearing and an activation of the fight or flight response a natural defense mechanism that not only releases adrenaline and quickens the pulse but also includes a natural pain relief known as stress-induced analgesia this research was inspired by the birth of of the writer's daughter when his wife swore profusely during agonized agonizing contractions the midwives were surprisingly unfazed and told us that swearing is a normal and common occurrence during childbirth, perhaps for similar reasons to the iced water. We all come into this world being sworn at. 
<laughs> I see. Yeah, mom. <laughs> Basically, what the study shows is that there is more to swearing than simply causing offense or a lack of verbal hygiene. Language is a sophisticated toolkit, and swearing is a part of it. Why would I want to limit the things that I can say by putting a range of words off They're, limits or yeah, out of bounds? Because Father has told us that we're not allowed <laughs> to use those. Uh, the article continues and ends with, unsurprisingly, many of the final words of pilots killed in air crashes captured on the black box flight recorder feature swearing. Mm. And this emphasizes a crucial point that swearing must be important given its prominence in matters of life and death. The fact is that the size of your vocabulary of swear words is linked with your overall vocabulary, and swearing is inextricably linked to the experience and expression of feelings and emotions. I, I got to say, whenever I hurt myself, like I hit my hand with a hammer, I'm, dude, I hurt myself. As you are wont to do. Yeah. Um, motherfucker is usually the first word to come out of my mouth. <laughs> is like it, when I'm in pain, it's usually the first that, word is to Is it that flow. slow rumbling one? The motherfucker. Mother like, especially like, because. When, when you're thinking about Tamel and you got to hit yourself with a hammer and swear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's especially when, I don't know why. Those BBC articles. Yeah. Right. It might not be just me. When I stub my toe. Oh, I think of Tamel too, yeah. Yeah. When, when it's I, not just you. When I stub a toe, uh, it's always a little fucking pinky toe that catches an egg, edge of a wall or hits something. It's never the big toe. The eggs of a wall are really I, I terrible it, too. I wall eggs. eggs. Yeah. Wall eggs suck. They break all the fucking time. <laughs> but yeah. I Better don't know how many times I've, toe. I've jammed my little pinky toe into a corner of a wall and just been like... Fucker, oh, that fucking hurts. The big toe doesn't hurt as much. It's strong. Little pinky toe, he's weak. It went wee, wee, wee all the way home. He ain't got much defenses there. There ain't much meat on him. <laughs> wee, 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 wee. Well, maybe home. if you wore normal fucking shoes, <laughs> hey, you wouldn't hit that goddamn thing. It would be rubber. Or went barefoot everywhere. Yeah, Christ. But, but there's other toes that are like in, in the lead. It's like all the toes in front don't get hit. It's the little guy at the very end fucking gets knocked off. Well, it's what it gets for being the little guy. <laughs> Fuck, I'm just going to cut him off. Yes. <laughs> Maybe stop cutting corners in your house. Just walk in the hallway. Maybe I should just be sober when walking around. <laughs> oh, That's yeah, probably yeah. a good idea, too. A key bit of information <laughs> there. Uh, <laughs> that wraps it up for this evening. I wanted to thank all of our Patreon supporters. Yes. Yeah. Savage, Grant, Taylor, Wesley, Christy, Andrew, and the Utah Outcasts. Thank you all very, very much. Uh, if you the Utah Outcasts. If you, too, out there in our listening audience would like to become a Patreon supporter, and we would love you t if you did so, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash godlessrevolution and signing up for as little as $1 per episode. And that would help us out a whole lot. And there are, at other levels of, of donation, you get uh, other fun and exciting things, like access to a treasure trove of, of little clips, outtakes. I hear, show. I hear at some point the reward might be you get to play with Dan's beat. That is one of the rewards. Yes, it is indeed. And uh, we still need to come up with a number to release the <laughs> the Ryan question. <laughs> I keep forgetting to do that. Well, let's uh, let's wait till we get some feedback on it. I mean, we'll see what the demand well, is for it. Yeah, if people. If you guys want to hear the uh, the Ryan clips, clip slash clips, let us know. Let us know what it's worth. 
And you know how I say stupid shit. It's a, it's a really <laughs> stupid shit. This was I. I think this was the. It's one. It's of, one we have not released yet, and yeah. and and won't except for to a specific patron. Yeah. Or patrons. And we've listened to it over and over. <laughs> and I still, I still laugh. And I still try to defend myself. Like, well, what I was actually trying to say was <laughs> this. And this is what was going on in my head. It just came out yes. wrong. It was just a bad timing you guys, thing. You guys just don't know what's going on in my head. <laughs> That's true. That is very true. It is true. You don't want to know what's going on in my head. It's uh, quite a scary place. <laughs> uh, also, thank you very much to everybody who has liked our Facebook page. Uh, followed us on Twitter, followed us on YouTube and all of the other places yeah. and the stuff and junk. We appreciate that as well. Please share the show with your other friends, rate us on iTunes and Stitcher, wherever else you can do so. That would be greatly appreciated for those of you who cannot di- donate financially to the show. That would also help us out a whole lot. Yeah. And thank you all so much for listening. Yeah. Yeah, that too. If you have, if you have stuff you want us to talk about let us know we have we had a whole lot of articles and stuff sent into us from from listeners over the past week and we just weren't able to cover all of them though i did read all of the articles and thought they were all fantastic so thank you to everybody who has been submitting that stuff to us keep doing so and we will continue to cover them as time allows and we do we do read your emails and messages sorry about not getting back to all of them yeah we we have regular day jobs and sometimes we just we we'll see there's a message and and may not be able to respond immediately but we but know that we do see them and appreciate all of the messages back that we're getting so I'm still amazed that after 150 episodes people are still listening to this at all Oh yeah so that's awesome <laughs> I received a bit of feedback last week that was really nice um our, our regular listener of the show said that they hadn't really listened to a whole lot of other podcasts, but they, after listening to our show and then trying to listen to other shows, were like, your show sounds really good. <laughs> like, compared oh, yeah. to a lot of the other shows out there, you guys sound really good. Like, a lot of the other shows just sound like shit and they're like hard the to listen to. the equipment and stuff. Yeah. Well, and, and the time spent in yeah. editing and just... You know, oh, yeah. making making a quality show. And trying to make you feel like you're sitting here with us. Yeah. And you, and I like to think that you all are. Yeah. Don't look behind you. I hope you feel like you're just kind of sitting around bullshitting with some friends. Yeah. And learning some things, discussing some th- some things back and forth. So I know I definitely try to make the show fun, and we try to make it informative as well. Yeah. And we've got some guests coming up in the near future that should be a lot of fun, too. Do we? Yeah. Yes, I haven't told you guys about them. What? Yeah. It should be exciting. And, and yeah, we haven't had a guest fun. in a little while. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's been a minute. But, uh, yeah. Becca and, Becca Becca and Tamara, Tamara were, were our last, last oh, yeah, when I was yeah. up in the Idaho's. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I think Idaho. you mean Utaho. Utah. No, Idaho. Oh, Idaho. <laughs> Never mind. I know what you're it's doing. A terrible joke. <laughs> yeah, All right. Well, thanks again for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs> the other one was pretty baggy as well, but they probably said, dude, baggy. baggy. <laughs> yes, baggy. <laughs> I Wisconsin that one. Baggy. <laughs> but uh, he finally. I know. He looks like his tailor is fucking Belle Biv DeVoe. Yeah. Oh, they make those things for women where they can put it around their vagina so they can stand, pee standing Their up. vagina? Yeah, the vagina. <laughs> their vagina in Virginia.